All right, welcome back to the I'm There podcast. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny. Hi. And we also have I'm... returning special guest, uh, Cheyenne, a.k.a. Majora Plays Games, because... And a very special guest. Yes, you were featured <laughs> on, what is it, our Kill Bill episode, where we talked about Quentin Tarantino and just how awesome Kill Bill is, especially for nerd culture. And I figure we can't talk about nerd culture movies without mentioning one of the most iconic movies of the 21st century, a.k.a. The Matrix. Uh, came out in actually 1999, oh. though. I thought we were doing this episode on Ghost in the Shell. Oh, okay. Well, I never saw Ghost in the Shell, so but I know that who's the woman who plays it? It's um what's her Scarlett name? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is actually the main character in Ghost in the Shell, a white woman, and they got her to play this apparently Japanese character. But that's the that's the only thing I know about Ghost in the Shell is that she's played by a white woman in real life. That's it. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> As for uh, The Matrix, though, this movie, so I didn't realize that it came out in ni- 99 is so long ago. Like, that is, 99 is crazy. That's 24 years ago, as of right now. 24 years ago, The Matrix came out. And mm. I'll be honest, when I rewatched it this weekend, I did notice that Keanu Reeves looks like a baby. He looks like an yeah, actual... Dude, he still looks, he still fucking looks good, though. Yeah, but... He doesn't he look as young looks, as he did, but... He, he looks, looks like a baby in this. It's, it's like kind of when you go back and watch the first Mission Impossible and you look at Tom Cruise. I don't know if you've seen the first Mission Impossible, I gotta watch but those. He looks like a child. And Keanu Reeves in this, when you see him working a shitty office job, which I love that this movie, somehow, in 1999, uh, moving it all the way to 2023, it's actually still very relevant in all the things they talk about. So... The premise is that like AI has taken over the real world and humans are being harvested for their energy as an energy source because humans got into a fight with AI that they created as always. And the AI decided humans don't need to exist anymore. There was a war. Humans decided to to literally scorch the sun or scorch the sky, I should say, which is basically uh, humans making it where the sun can't be seen on Earth. So the, the sun is, like, completely blocked out. I don't really know how they manage this, to be honest. I don't think they explain it in the movies anyway. They, on the Animatrix, they do. Okay, in the Animatrix. So do you know what, what they do to actually scorch the, I, the sky? I think it's just some kind of, like, explosive weapon. Yeah. I can't remember I the exact nuke. Thing, but it's like, um, yeah, it's like some kind yeah. of nuke thing. I can't remember Most the exact, likely a um, nuclear winter. Because that's what they describe what would happen, like, if, <clears throat> if like, the different continents or countries went to war and like you actually use nukes yeah it would cause like a nuclear win- winter and like i think it's called operation like veil. it's called operation dark storm it basically and, put um, like a veil yeah. over the atmosphere so that the sun's rays couldn't make it through yes so they don't be specific it's called operation dark storm and there's they covered the sky in a shroud of nanites what the fuck is that it was blasts i don't know i just that's just part of it's part of the animatrix okay. i was thinking maybe we can get that in there i don't know how you, how you guys feel about it but I'd be sure well, now they get that in for like the next uh the next one we can maybe but yeah this one I don't know anything much about the for this movie for this podcast we're doing um movie one and two yes recovering and matrix and matrix we're maybe and it also maybe just happens four, but. to be AI takes over the world part three on the I am Nerd podcast yes because we've this been doing hard. a lot of AI takes over in the last several episodes but it's all it's so weird it's all relevant to what's happening in actual modern society right now and that's why I say like. The Matrix, the 1999 conversation that they're having, that Morpheus is having with Neo, with, uh, what's his name, Thomas Anderson, the conversations that he has with him are still relevant today. Like, with the way he describes what happened, he's like, we created AI, and AI eventually became sentient. It decided that humans are a plague, a virus, a cancer on this planet, and it started to wipe us out. 
uh, we scorched the sky in order to get rid of their power source, which was the sun. But then they found a new power source in human beings. So they started harvesting people and growing people uh, that are jacked into the matrix. So everyone who's alive basically is jacked into the matrix. But there's this whole secret society of people in this place called Zion. And they're all awakened. They know about the real world. They're not up. The matrix not, being like a computer program. Right. They understand. Like the everybody's matrix jacked isn't into real. So basically what that means is that you and I, everyone on this podcast, everyone listening to this podcast, we're all technically in the matrix. Our world isn't real. Right. And they kind of explain things that way it I, I really like the premise of the matrix because they even explained that some people find out and they actually do not want to be awakened they want to go back into the matrix they like their life that they had even though it's not real they prefer that life because the zion life is one of just it's not luxury at all yeah you eat like fucking gruel for dinner and you shit. eat slop yeah you live in a cave you live in a cave you eat slop there's no i, I imagine they can't shower regularly i imagine that you wear your same clothes for several days on end. Uh, jobs, but, I don't know what the currency would be, but like, yeah, it's not nice. In the Matrix too, though, they do get to have some hot club cave sex. There so is some orgy. There. There's like an orgy they're, Matrix Reloaded for sure. They're <laughs> that, having like a, a fucking club cave orgy. Yeah, there was definitely a rave and it just turned orgy at some point. But uh, do, you, do you guys know about the allegory of the cave? It's basically yeah. it's some sort of yep. fucking thing. Like, I just like the image of it where like, Basically, it's like people chained up and they're watching shadow puppets and they're like, oh, these fucking shadow puppets are awesome. But like they don't realize they're like chained up and just watching shadow puppets. Mm-hmm. And so it's just some fucking weird like thought sort of thing. Well, yeah, the, the idea that's is that's kind of like what the Matrix is. What they know as a horse is the shadow of a horse. Like, yeah, they get taught like this is a horse and it's the shadow of a horse and they don't actually know what a horse is until they get out of the cave. Right. Um, it's a whole whole thing i want to say on the note i've i've seen the first matrix maybe two or three times i've seen the second matrix once like very long time ago i completely forgot they had anything to do with ai when i rewatched them the other week i was like oh yeah like i knew they're they're jacked into the matrix but i couldn't remember what like the quote-unquote villain was i couldn't remember it's like like a society of like corporate people that had like people plugged in the machine like i couldn't remember what it was no it's literally uh, ai has taken yeah, over. Yeah. And so very very relevant right to what we've been talking about and it's always the same thing but something about watching the matrix one again made me feel like this one was the most accurate so vv fluorite's eye song right we covered that one and then we just covered other stuff like uh we talked a little bit about uh, what's that movie called? Terminator and stuff like that. But I, I feel like Vivi Floyd's eye song is like time travel and all that, like sending something back a hundred years to stop it from happening. And Terminator is kind of it's also My time. Bad. Say that one more time. What was the thing you were talking about? Vivi Floyd's eye song. It's oh, a okay. it's a 2021 that anime that came out. It's actually the premise is Terminator. So AI okay. AI becomes sentient. It realizes that humans are no longer necessary, and it wipes us out in a single day. That is the episode oh, one. Wow. That's like the opening of episode one. I'm not going to say that. much else, but you should watch this. Only 12 episodes, I think. 12 or 13. Uh, it's a very good watch. I think Kenny enjoyed it as well. Gary recommended it to both. Well, Gary recommended it to me, and then I recommended it to Kenny. And at the same time, we ended up just stumbling upon divine timing because right now in the world, AI is the most talked about thing going on, period. Like it is, it is. Outside of like, you know, the presidential election coming up, which is just completely nonsense at this point. I think that uh, AI is the biggest topic on everyone's mouth. And yeah, the Matrix was 
it's already on that uh, out of its time man yeah yeah exactly yeah ai is is scary though because we developed it to help us right like it's, it's supposed to make human life better and easier morpheus says as much too like it was developed to help us as a tool and somehow some way it just always happens where the ai decides you know what like you guys are actually the worst thing that's ever happened to this planet and maybe mm. if we just govern it ourselves it'll be in a much better shape so at some point it decides to start getting rid of us uh but yeah the zion people i'm gonna be honest because there are a couple of people who are literally traitors in the matrix trilogy and what i mean by traitors is that they're awakened they know that they're they know that the matrix exists so they're in zion and they they do not want to live that shitty life they they do not like it and they have done horrible things like kill their comrades and traitor and be a traitor uh because of that to get back into the matrix and live a lifestyle that basically like send me back into the matrix erase my memory make it where i am now a fucking celebrity i'm now like jay-z level or i'm elon musk level right. money and and fame or whatever whatever you your want. memory and right. go back to where you were send me back in and make me just like the most popular whatever you want to be right because some people don't actually want the fame they might want to be like i don't know a celebrity who could walk down the street uh but not be bombarded by a million people but also be a billionaire like there's several of those that are out there so yeah people people do things like that in the matrix trilogy and i think that that's an interesting idea what do you think about that cheyenne like would you want to if you awakened in zion and like this is the real world the life that you were living was not real and I'm talking about your life currently. Like, so would you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Cause like, fuck, it's so hard to say. Cause like, I don't know if I would want to reset everything. I think I would probably. Well, what if you could have, you could have it your way. way. Well, if, ah, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking, it's so hard to say. Sorry, man. I put you I on the spot. No, it's, it's, all good. it's an interesting question though, think, right? Like, 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 would you want to give up your life right now to live in Zion or would you want to? Have your life right now be completely modified. I would so say I would probably want to live in Zion then, but I think um, it's like one day. Well, I think it's um, who is it? Morpheus. It's like once a brain reaches a certain age, we know we never free them. Yeah, because it's like you, you want somebody down. that's maybe like uh, yeah, maybe like they're like eight years old or something. Yeah. It's easier. You're just he so said flexible. They, re they reject it if you do it too late because that's all you know. So imagine you live. Yeah, it's 40 all you years know. Exactly. Even I think we're too old too. Imagine you live thirty plus years of your life. Right. This is my life. This oh, is yeah, we're this way is, too old. This is what it is. If you take me out of this right now and you put me, you have me in a cave with a bunch of fucking ports in my body, and it's all cold and damp, and like there are no gays around or anything like that. I'm just like, God damn it. No, like send me back. You're, like you're fucking gonna be, you're, there's going to be cave bears. You, you know what I mean? No, I don't want, I don't want the there's cave bears. There's definitely going to be cave bears. You don't want to get cave bears? Stop trying to give yeah. me cave bears. <laughs> I don't accept. There's going to be, there's going to be gays. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess there's going to be gays no matter what though, right? There's got to be. There's but if be I was, if no I was what? given the option to go back in, have my memory wiped of Zion, right? So I don't know that, I don't know that I'm part of it. Cause that's the whole new way that works is if you know, or I should say, if you don't know that you're in the Matrix, it's the only way it works. So wipe my memories out of Zion after you wake me up. I'm like, send me back in. And this time, you know, either send me back to the life I already had or send me back in and make me XXX. I actually had a friend ask me a question a couple years ago. Um, he's actually a really good friend of mine now, too. We we talk pretty often, I would say. And he's a he's a Patreon subscriber. Not going to name him because this question is it, it might be a little controversial, but he asked me if given the choice, would I choose to be reborn? as a white man and then he uh, he said i'm going to also ask you if given the choice would you want to be reborn as a straight man and that question I, now i'm black right so that question is a and very, gay 
Yes. But like the thing that I cannot absolutely deny, hide or anything, right, is the fact that I'm black. When you see me, my skin is dark. Like I am a brown skin. Per- I'm a very dark brown skin person. I have black hair, black features. Uh, but he asked me like if you were and it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like we were talking about like racial issues or anything like that. It was just like an interesting thing to see what I would say, I guess, and have a conversation about it. And I thought about it for a while. And I was like, honestly, I would I would want to be reborn black like i would want to be black again despite the fact right. that i know all that goes into it as far as like how the world views us and how history has treated us and stuff like that like i personally enjoy i love being black like it is part of my identity and i don't know anything else um and then there were a couple of our jokes that we made because he's he's also black um uh, there were a couple of jokes that we made about like white people and being born white and stuff like that and like how funny it would be because there's dave Chappelle skits where like the one blind guy thinks that he's white <laughs> like clayton like, bigsby yeah, that's clayton, his name clayton, clayton bigsby like he thinks Real quick, he, okay so would you rather be reborn how about black and straight or white and gay so that's another thing too and i think over the last couple of years i've become more comfortable with like accepting my sexuality and being happy in my sexuality and stuff like that like i've never really for everyone who knows me pretty much knows like you know, I like what I'm like. it and up I, for a long time. Yeah, like Kenny has known me for over, I think, was 13 years now. And like 15 years. Yeah, there since was, you, since there was certainly me. no closet when I met him. Yeah, there <laughs> was no, there was no, yeah, like I'm not, there, a was, there wasn't even a house. Yeah. Like, it, there wasn't even a house to put a closet in. Like, I'm not a closet case at all. Was like, hello, Kenny. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like so, the old, yo, there's, I was watching something the other day and it was like funny talking about, um, it was talking about gay people in the 90s, how there was only one type of gay person. And there's every, those sing-songy games. Yes, and it was exactly what you just did. Hello, we gotta get you some new shows. That's, oh that's no, you can't you can't wear those. 90s, you know? <laughs> like, oh, every, those shows, these shows are so out. Their shows. They were like shows, really ooh, mean gays. Out. They were always just like mm. super rude. Uh no, but so the answer to question rude about, but I, honest. Rude but honest. To answer the question, would I be straight or gay, reborn or whatever like that? That really depends because here's the thing. No, no, I, it was white and gay or no, black. No, 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 I, Like, or, I could customize it. I could be whatever I want. Okay, like, right, I, could, right, right. I can literally choose to be whatever I want. Um, <laughs> I thought about it, and I was like, see, I don't know the other side of anything. I only know what I am. So it's scary to be like, oh, well, I'll just be straight because it's easier, maybe, or, like, straight people have it so easy or whatever, because, I, you know, straight people, ideally... A man walks up to a woman is like, oh, at the very least, you know that this is a woman and you like this person because that's just what you were programmed to be like. But in mm-hmm. my case, that at least for me specifically, I like guys, but I don't know if the guy that I like is also homosexual. Right. Like that makes my life instantly more difficult. Because I think, but, but like because like in the recent years, there's like apps and shit and that had to have that, made being gay. Oh, infinitely fucking easier think, and more convenient. I think I would have Change never the world ever been with a single guy if apps and stuff didn't exist. If social media didn't exist. How would you know? You wouldn't fucking know. You'd not be even like, just that. Hey, uh, what's up? How, and you'd have well, to like, feel the gay vibe. There'd probably yeah, be like a symbol. Like, you know. like if your guy yeah, does yeah, this yeah, to you, exactly. I mean he's gay or like, something. Like, like I, was working, I was working at my bar the other day and I served some guy a drink and I was like, he's gay. He's like, mm, yeah, there's apple, no like you just knew, right? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. You just, I just knew. But, but, I, but if the you voice could go with the easiest there, option, right? Sometimes it's be, hard. Well, it wasn't the voice. But anyway, just choose to be bisexual. 
You know, then, now you got all the options. But you, you don't really choose like it, it either, though. You don't really choose no. it. You're just no, but in this scenario, not, you get to choose I'm saying, it. I'm oh, saying oh, if you get sent into the Matrix, then right. you get to choose all of your settings. Well, then I would just choose that, yeah. And then you're yeah. like, you're like, hmm, I don't know if I like the other side. Like, well, Twice I, the options. Yeah. I guess bisexual was actually just like the easiest, because then it doesn't it's matter. So yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, I don't even consider that. It was always binary, right? It's always black or white, straight or gay, and nothing that's in between. Like, I could be born mixed, right? Because But that's all... That's also a different experience from Mixed white it, and black. I, I think, and people that are bi are probably going to hate me for this, but it, there's a big difference between like, <laughs> there's a big difference between being mixed like white and black because yeah. that comes with its own level of yes. strife there, where like thing. certain black people don't accept yep. you or certain white, white people, people don't are accept like, you. You're too dark to be white. And, and <laughs> it's nonsense. But but being bisexual, I feel like has none of the downsides of either. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it has yeah. some of the downsides of being gay, but for the most part, well, there's going to be people. There's want. still going like, to be people that hate on you, though. Like, yes. I bet you there's gay people that hate on bisexual people. There are. Like, choose a team, queen. You know? Well, no. Just, what it really is is that a lot of gay people, and this this sucks, but a lot of gay people don't believe that bisexual people exist, and that's, that's just so that, wild. and that's How? just the reality of it. But there, there, are, there, there are there are a numerous amount of gay people who straight up reject people's bisexuality they're like oh if you have sex with a guy and you are a guy i don't care if you still have sex with women if you ever have sex with a woman or whatever you say you are you're just gay and here's what's so fucked up about that right here's what's so fucked up about that because that is the stereotype that straight people put on to gay people or bisexual people before yeah exactly it's like if you remember in the 90s right if if someone did any small little thing that was maybe possibly hinted toward being gay, you were gay forever. It doesn't matter how oh, many girls oh, yeah. you have. You were, you were like tainted so with so the gay. Weird. Yeah. And on the other side, they're like, no, like if you if you suck a dick once, you're on our team yep. forever. That's literally how people look at it yeah. too. Even still, to oh, this it's day. almost like a curse. It's like relax, man. It doesn't have to be a curse. Yeah, it's just a fucking decision you made. Like, who? Okay, fine. A- as far as like a choosing to be all of these things or whatever, I I think I would just keep my factory settings. Like, I would just keep things the yeah, way think, they are. But that means like you're comfortable too. You know what I mean? That's yeah, kind of why I was like, would you rather be white and gay or now? Um, here's here's another thing. Though. Here's the real question: If I could try it out, I, if I could try out what it's like to be white and then try out what it's like to be straight, because I'm curious on both. I am a hundred. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I am curious, but I'm not curious enough to be like if you, if I had to hard choose and I can't go back, I'm not going to be like oh make me a white like fuck no I don't want to be a white I man because I don't know if you could just new game uh, plus so new game plus you keep your memories I because I definitely would want to try to be a girl at least once I want to yeah I, I, I don't even think I would want to try see I don't want to I would want to try that out just to see. Not. You guys, have, you guys can have I that. I, I'd have, I'd have but you know what it is? Three. It's because I have fun. other things to try first. Like, I have straight to try. I have white to try. Like, I have other things to try. You guys are basically just, like, hetero men. You're already white men, too. So you already won the lottery in terms of, like, social hierarchy. Yeah. Well, hold up. I want to be, like, a half Puerto Rican, half Chinese girl. Okay. You know? So you want to be hot. So you want to be hot. I want to be a hot as fuck gay girl. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what I you would be in the Matrix. I would meet you and wouldn't even know it. We'd be friends again and I'd have no idea that you're Kenny. I would be so annoyed the fact that like this fucking hot Filipino <laughs> slash Puerto Rican girl is actually just Kenny Reborn because he decided that his new settings wanted to be like this fucking hot Asian Latino person. That's Dude, right. like, I, I feel like day three I'd be like, hey honey, you got a cock for me? Like, I'd just be so fucking, like, strung out. Cheyenne, would you try out being black? Like, would you? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> this question is dangerous, but I'm going to ask uh, you anyway. I, 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 yeah, why not? Just try it out, you know? 
you you would convert. You would just try. If we weren't streaming, if we weren't streaming or like recording, I'd probably say some crazy shit. Oh yeah, no, I I know how deep the rabbit hole can go. man. Red Um, pill, blue pill. I would do some like cool black guy things. You know, I I wonder what you would look like. Sunglasses. Try sunglasses, white guys. Would you wear sunglasses? Would you Um, wear a Only if I could do like nunchucks and shit. You know what I mean. Like, I want to be like an Afro Wait. samurai kind of thing. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I'll be honest. I was always jealous of lud- like the old school ludicrous fro. Yes. I would definitely when grow out a ludicrous fro. Just like yeah, that? Like the one music video where he comes down from the top and he's like shaking his head. <laughs> yes. He's got like his arms crossed. Ludicrous made Afro's fucking cool as shit. If they weren't Bro. already cool to you, he made little black kids, like including myself. Because I ended up growing my hair out because of him and Alan Iverson in the early like 2000s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iverson always had braids though. Well, you gotta grow your hair out to get. Oh, your hair has to be enough. long as shit to get the braids Iverson had. Right, like, right, you right, can't right. really tell because they're braided. But when Iverson takes his hair out, he has a fro. Oh, he's got, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, he has a fucking fro. Um, so they they made it being you know they made it cool. But yeah, I agree. With I Kenny feel like me. you got to get tired of the fro quickly too though. That's gonna be inconvenient. So like Frazier, what were you just like? What's an afro like? Just. Fuck it. So like, I every time I grow my hair out, I get annoyed because there's so much maintenance. Like I just having hair, and this could be just my experience, I guess, but having oh, it's hair. Annoying. Yeah. I got long hair right now. It's annoying as fuck. Yeah, just having hair, I think for anybody, it's so much maintenance because you have to style it basically every time you want to be seen. Like, of course, there's fast hairstyles you could do that are just like, do this real quick, wrap it up in a ponytail type thing. But if you want to go anywhere and be like presentable, using air quotes here, because that what does that mean? But like, if you want to be presentable, I would have to do like certain stuff to my my hair, my fro, my curly top or whatever every single day. Dude, how much, much shampoo does that take? Probably takes so much shampoo. It takes a lot of shampoo. It takes yeah, a lot of like, it takes a lot of product too to keep the moisture up because uh black hair you need it has to be moisturized always. So it's just like a lot of work that goes into it. And I know what a lot of like black women go through to keep their hair in a certain condition and protecting it and all that stuff. I just brush my hair every day and put on a do-rag. When I leave out the house, I take the do-rag off and I'm presentable. And that is all I have to do. It is not a lot, but I just imagine like another thing. I hear that white people have to wash their hair all the time because it, it can like yeah. it gets really oily or whatever, and that that's not something that I don't think we have to really deal with. Like really, yeah. They, I'll specifically talk about mostly. I mean, I'm sure all white people. I mean, I base how I take care of my hair based on women that I've known because yep. like women tip, but. You, you don't wash your hair every time you take a shower because, like, that's absurdly annoying and you would run through shampoo in a week. Right. Um, but you probably wash your hair, like, every other shower or every yep, third that's shower. I heard, I heard that your hair gets... Like, white people wash their hair four to five times a week easily. Yeah, I, I wash my hair every single time I take a shower. Yeah, I know when people like that, short, too. When I went to college, my hair was short, I washed my hair every time I took a shower. But now I do not wash my hair every time because it's so fucking annoying. For me, the longer my hair gets, the fucking nastier it gets. It's like because there's more grease and shit. Yeah, just collects so up. So you guys there, use yeah. that word a lot when you describe your hair. We don't really have that that like grease when people. I hear white people say like my oh my does my hair look greasy? Like girls when I was in college used to ask me, does my hair look greasy to you? And I'm like, I don't know what you even mean by that. Like you just have well, white hair. Those, like when when black people use product in their hair. Like I had a buddy, <laughs> Kenny knows him, Brandon. Mm-hmm. He would fall asleep on the school bus, and when he would wake up, there'd be a fucking outline of his head on the window. <laughs> Because there's like, like so ah, much product fuck. in there. Like I, I would like scoot over. I wouldn't know. You ever see Coming to America? There. Um, yeah, but uh, fuck, and Coming to America, it. there's just one family, and they have this product called Soul Glow, 
and they have a jerry curl. So you know the jerry curl looks wet. It's like a fro. Oh, but, I love but it's it. A, I love it's a curly curl. fro, but it looks wet as fuck. And Can I get a glow, jerry curl real quick? Can you, get could, jerry curl? you could get I, a jerry curl. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm the doing soul it. glow is so greasy that when they all were on a couch, there's this one scene where they all get up off the couch and they leave. There's a stain. There's three stains. You know what I'm talking about, Kenny? There's like these three big ass stains on the fucking couch. It's so nasty. Oh, man. But yeah, soul glow. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, soul uh, glow is, is iconic, great. honestly. Every black person knows about soul glow from coming to America. Just let your soul. Baby, do it up so silky smooth. Discord, Discord cut your mic out. They're like, you're going way too high. Uh-oh. Fucking Mariah Carey shit. I'm not surprised. Yo, speaking of going into, we are ranting right now. Well, we're, yeah. Speaking, yeah, of, speaking of going into the Matrix, Mariah Carey might have went into because she's black but white. Like she, she's a yeah, cheater. I'm very confused. Whatever way the, they're they're fair weather blacks. You know what I mean? Because it's like whatever way the wind blows. I've met many people throughout my life. That just thought that did not know Mariah Carey was black. Me either. Like at all. Like they just straight up thought she was like, she 100% white. I still what look at her. I don't know what she's mixed. I'm she's probably mixed because I feel like based on her complexion, she has to be. I don't know exactly what she is, but I know for a fact she's got some. I think like, her father is her. black or something like that. Uh let me see. Mariah Carey heritage. Because um, I don't know what she exactly is either, but she does have a very ambiguous looking very ambiguous uh coming from irish african-american and afro-venezuelan descent yeah, Venezuelan, yeah. yeah so she she is a she's a mutt of sorts she's, she's got a she's got a cheater ass mix though. like michael jackson right man now. every once in a while michael oh, jackson right. trade teams michael you know jackson I mean? every yeah, every michael. once in a while if you if you didn't keep your eye on him long enough he'd just turn like into a ghoulish pale color you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. then you turn back around he might be black again but, that never uh, happened all right, so I guess to get back to the Matrix finally. So at, at the end of the day, the premise of the movie, at least the first one, is that uh, Morpheus, a guy who runs part of Zion, he comes to Neo and he believes that Neo is quote unquote the one, the Messiah, the Savior, the one who's going to end the war going on between the machines and the humans, delete the Matrix, get that shit out of here, and the humans can go back to the surface because right now Zion is completely under like the Earth's surface, so they're they're they far, said far it's, under. They said it's uh like damn near at the earth's core because that's where it needed to be in order to like keep some level of warmth and i'm sorry to jump back real quick but i just had a thought and i wanted to just real quick jump back so speaking of the going into the matrix what if because like as we know it now you go in and for the most part you live like a normal life what if you could go into a matrix but it was like sword art online it was like a video game so you you literally get to like have powers and shit oh that'd be cool but, but like you have to be there forever and you like you know you're not actually living in the real world or would you try to escape and live would, in would you be able to like fuck world? and whatnot yeah, yeah like sure. um yeah i'd probably just stay there then fuck it oh yeah i, I, I want to play like to... tears of the kingdom i'm playing tears of the kingdom yeah i can't do that in zion well here, here's the you thing i don't want to go in if i die in the game i die in real life because that is how it works in the matrix world so if you die in the matrix you fucking die in real mm-hmm. life, like your so you I think that's dies. just a writing. I think that's a writing thing. But you would imagine that they wouldn't do that because they want they want to harvest your battery power. They want to turn you into a battery. So why well, the they fuck say, would you die? The body well, can't live without, without the mind. Yeah, everything's right. hooked into the brain. And so if you if you have that level of like deep simulation and stimulation, and I imagine, yeah, I imagine that like yeah. if something happened traumatically to your brain, like I guess you that know, makes sense, right? It's also so cool. Medicine has gotten a lot better since 1999 when the first movie came out to the point where now we know that having certain thoughts and feelings can actually make you sick in real, like 
If yeah. you if you feel like you're sick and you constantly tell yourself that you're sick, you can actually make your body become sick. Like that is an actual thing that our bodies can do. And the Matrix basically was talking about that back then, saying that things that your mind believes about itself start to harvest. They start to manifest and become real. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I really like this movie because going back and listening to it, it almost seems current. I was like, holy shit. This movie's 24 years old, but everything that they talk about, everything that they say is basically a current idea. It's it's way before the smartphone. It's way before phones. They have to use payphones, in fact, most of the movie. So it's, yeah. way, it's way before phones are even really a thing outside of a house phone. And Yeah, they got to use the payphones to get back to Zion from the Matrix. It's like the only way they can get back, they put the phone up to their ear and they just kind of teleport back. Yeah, that's just like the um, gimmick that they have in that world. But I like so many things that they do in this but yeah he morpheus offers neo the savior um he offers him a choice like you get the red pill or the blue pill and this meme has been being used i guess for 24 years I straight absolutely hate the fact that this has become Same. like that like red pill now means like that's right you're fucking you're awake and you're you realize men are real men and nobody women, hates it more than me and frazier women suck a bummer like red it's pill just means bummer. like women suck and like you're like society can't hold you down. Or like something. I love how it's it's so like the nuts. matrix and all this, but like somehow with incels, it somehow becomes about women. Like why why is that about women? Yeah, like, it I see a lot of dumb ones though with red pill, blue pill, red pill, blue pill, where it's like, uh, red pill, you start your life over at age six and you have all the current knowledge you have right now, or blue pill is you have forty billion dollars and you're living your current life, and it's like. What I, I would actually go back to being six. Well, no then, shit, you would go back to being six. Yeah. It's not even Cheyenne. It's not even fair. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's I, not I, even, just, bro. I would just do sports betting. I would just With do sports everything betting. you know right now. That's not. It's not yeah. even fair. Yeah. I, I agree. Just, I agree. I'd make all that money back by the time I'm twenty. I just as soon as like crypto yeah. starts happening, I'm like, whoop, dude. Yeah, dude, like, you can live your life betting. the exact like, same way. Back to the future. That's what he does. And Biff Biff Tannen does like sports betting. And he, he goes back like 50 years with a sports almanac and just fucking bets. Oh, yeah. See, that's like, really you would never. That's what you got to do, man. You got to yeah, like write a book, all of, a book of the lotteries. I guess that would be yeah. a little too much. But a like, book of lotteries. That'd be. Un- yeah. You could just give the winning lot because you don't have to win the lottery yourself. You just give it to people that you could become close with and be like, listen, oh, play, this, play this number. We're going to be anonymous. Exactly. We're going to do it in this state because some states allow you to claim um, anonymity. Or how yeah, which, say that fucking which, word. If you're an idiot. You would never like you would you would speak to the the press if you're a fucking idiot. Like I think it should be illegal for them to like get the camera on the person. Yeah, it's I so agree. dangerous. It is literally dangerous. Like what the fuck, man? Yeah. Get Could you imagine killed? like if you live in the fucking hood and win the lottery, like you're gonna get fucking your house is gonna get shot yeah, up. You'd and have to in my to head. There, you'd man. have to literally fly to family in another place and like claim like you claim it wherever you are i guess i don't know where you go to class i heard florida is where really big lottery winnings get claimed like the really crazy ones Mm -hmm. but wherever it is i don't know where it is you guys can look it up on google i don't really care enough but wherever you go to claim the the billion dollar lottery winner right you need to make sure that you first as soon as you realize you won like take enough of your shit you don't need to take everything because it doesn't matter anymore but just take enough of your shit to go somewhere else Assuming that you have the money and resources to do so. And that's that's what it sucks. Like Kenny said, the hood specifically, which means you probably are in poverty, right? Because I grew up in the hood and I know that most people around me, if not everyone around me, was basically impoverished and d- doesn't really have the money to just be like, I'm going to take a flight to California where it's safe, like at my family's house there or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not as easy. So claiming it and being on national television is a bit awkward. But I will say this. 
in the history of the lottery, I don't recall hearing any crazy stories about a lottery winner Ooh, being murdered. That means you haven't been Googling. I, I, I've seen documentaries about it. It's fucking insane. Okay, so it is happening. It, it's, yeah, it gets people maybe been just, murdered. Maybe I just feel like it's not news. People, and a lot of them, it's like, it's like I don't know what the number is, but it's like 50% of them just go broke. Well, I know that one. That's also all. like yeah. pro athletes and stuff like um, that. I saw a video of a guy who claimed the lottery in Jamaica. This was like maybe like a couple years ago, and he had a scream mask. He just wore a fucking scream mask. Yeah, it's like I guess it's it, man. Yeah, and this is conspiracy. This is conspiracy theory shit. But Fraser said, like, I guess they don't think it's news. I think what's fucked up is like they know it's news, but maybe maybe they don't report on that because they want you to keep playing the lottery. They don't want to report on the fact that you can win the lottery and get and robbed yes. because they want you to keep playing the lottery. It has to That's be a obviously a conspiracy experience. theory type thing. But, yeah, but no, I, think I agree. Little, uh, I think that is a little conspiracy-ish because it's not as if the, the news organizations are run by the government. They're like, you know what I mean? It's not like we're in like fucking uh, Russia or know. something. We don't know who really runs. Fucking yeah, news. Fox and CBS and NBC and CNN. They all they all get paid and they're all really close with what yeah these are billion dollar we're talking like high billion dollar corporations like viacom is in charge of all these stations and shit we don't think there's some form of autonomy though you know what i mean like uh no i think that the media if we're being honest we're wrong they're biased as fuck like fox might as well just be a republican fucking news branch well no it is and cnn is the liberal version it's just like and they're both spewing nonsense but i think that there's definitely someone at the top Telling them exactly what they can and cannot do, and the and the messages to push. Mm. Some basically the matrix, like this is what make people believe in this. You know, like they don't do what they're told, they get fired. One of one of the my favorite examples is that one girl. She was really popular at a point in time. Her name was Tommy Lauren. She was just like, yeah, yeah. I've heard of white girl, blonde hair. She was like super Republican. Uh, Everybody like was talking about her. Anyway, at some point, she said, um, her being conservative. She believes in less government and less government interaction. And in believing in less government, she believes it's not the government's place to regulate abortion. Um, And then she got fired because, like, she took the idea of conservatism, but then she took a view that conservatives don't agree with. Yep. Kenny's exactly right. She used to be very right wing leaning and all that stuff. And I'm sure it still is. But then she had but then she had one liberal idea. That she was like, well, I don't agree with conservatives on this particular part. And they were How like, well, is, you're it's not all smart. or nothing. That means you got to get the fuck out. It's and like the uh, the opposite, like with the, like the liberal side. It's like the same thing will happen, but then they'll try to cancel you. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of that cancel shit, I think it comes. It's, I'm sure it's like both sides, but I think like back in like the 80s and 90s, I think it was all the Republican, like all oh, that, that foul language, like let's cancel them and like picket their shows and whatever. But like. I think nowadays it's like from like the the left side where like they want to get people canceled because like they said an offensive joke like it's like a pendulum and it just swings back and forth every couple decades like in 10 years it'll be Republicans again where it's like they want to cancel people that say some offensive shit or tell an offensive joke you know what I mean I mean they still do you just have to be gay and disagree with religion and they want to cancel you (laughs) (laughs) I want to go into a matrix before Things got all fucking uh, sensitive. And then you'd be fucking, you'd be like living on a fucking Norway farm or something. Yeah, be bad. Like you wouldn't be part of society. You'd be like on a farm somewhere, you know? Yeah. Like, I, uh, and then it'd just be boring. There's a, there's a part in the matrix that I really like that Morpheus says to Neo about the simulation, about how like everything is fake in the world. You come from this fake world. And I have a funny story about the simulation in real life. I sometimes think that the world we live in right now 
is just not real. And that's because some coincidences happen that are a little too much for me and my friends. Yeah. And we find them to be hilarious. But then we also just, we make jokes, especially lately in the last like three years, it's been a running joke that all of this shit is fake. And sometimes the simulation starts to crack in front of us. So one time I went out to Miller's Ale House. This is last year, right? I went to Miller's Ale House with three buddies. So we all get our food, Zingers, Mountain Melt, Captain Jack's fucking thing, all that. We get all these desserts and, and chicken tendies. Time of our life, drink it up. We decided we're going to split the bill, which is what we normally do, but we're not going to like itemize it. We're just going to all put our credit cards in right, and split right. the bill. So I collect everybody's credit card. Okay. So I collect four I hate people do it itemized. Like, well, I spent $23 yeah. and he spent 36 You can like literally fuck off if you like to itemize bills unless you like wild out and you know. I think the person who wild out should be the one to be like, okay, I need a separate check because I got four drinks. And, yeah, no one and if somebody did. literally yeah, just got like, if, if somebody literally just got a thing of fries and that's yeah. all they got, yes. then fine. Like, but. yes. But if everyone just got an appetizer, a like meal, normal, a drink, reasonable. Yes. If everyone was reasonable, you guys, if you're friends, you should have no problem splitting. Anyway, so we decided to fill the bill. <laughs> I collect the credit cards. So there are four credit cards, right? I have them in my hand. I wrapped them up. And you walked out of the building? No. no. <laughs> I, I have them in my hand. I wrapped them up in the check and I give them to the waiter, right? Uh, the waiter comes back and passes out the credit cards. And the waiter passes the credit cards out to everyone perfectly who the credit cards belong to. So me. So you and, look like a Frazier. So me and all my friends, we literally look at each other. We look at him because he's still standing there and we go, How did you just do that? And he goes, What? <laughs> and we go, you just passed out the credit cards, but we gave them to you in a stack and the stack was shuffled. Not only that, but you literally confidently handed them out to each individual person. And he was like, oh, uh, lucky guess, I, th- I guess. And, and, and we just started laughing. So he walks away. And then my one friend Drew was like, yo, the simulation is fucking cracking right now. He was like, that guy looked at us just now like he was angry. Like, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like, like, well, like, what would he say? What would <laughs> well, to be fair, Frazier, you did go with an Asian friend named Hong. You know what I mean? No, that's the thing. There was no, it was, and my, the, the, the other thing is that my name, my name is not necessarily like a, af- a ethnic name. My name yeah, is Fraser yeah. Smith. Both of them. Smith is the most common last name in the fucking world. Yeah, it really and is. Fraser could be Fraser's mostly white. Every Fraser you know basically yeah, is probably yeah. white. So like my name and the guys all it was it was a whole mixed crowd. But everyone's name is a very normal name as, as far as like ethnicity or whatever. You can't really tell anyone's name by their eth- uh, you can't really tell anyone's ethnicity by their names. But he handed out all the credit cards and we literally asked him, How'd you do that? He said, Oh, lucky guess. The brain you you saw like his robotic we matrix saw brain sort of the ticking. Anger? Like, I guess it was a good guess, and then he kind of like glitched away. The fact that he looked at us, right. my friend Drew is just like, yo, he looked at you like you really shouldn't have said that. And I was like, we <laughs> talked you about that shit for the longest time. He, it, we like he he's you going in the back. Code, now we have to die. We're gonna get hit by a fucking random truck on the way mm. home. Like we can't. We know too much. Like you know too much because exactly, that was the simulation. Man. The simulation absolutely <laughs> failed that day. Fuck. That is a crack. Have you ever had a situation where you feel like some really fake outlandish shit happened in life that like a a crazy coincidence or something just outrageous? And I know I'm putting you guys on the spot. It's kind of hard to think of this at the time, but sometimes coincidences are just too absurd that you feel like there's no way in the world that that could be real. Not off the top. There's two. I don't really think this is this isn't really quite the same thing. The only thing I could think of, and I don't really think this is the same thing, but there's been 
a couple times in my life, honestly, most of the times, but I just think it has to do with like grief and the situations happening. There's times in my life where when someone dies, like somebody in my family or somebody really close to me dies, right. a, a couple weeks after they die, I end up having a dream where like they talk to me and it, it, it's like they're telling me things they want me to know and like to tell other people that didn't get the chance to say while they were alive. But I think that's just like you having a dream. Like, I don't think it's yeah. any crazy. You think I've, had, like a- I've had it's dreams like-, like that as well, where you're talking to like someone who's no longer alive. And I had a dream. Oh my God. I had a dream that was so, so real where I was talking to somebody who's no longer alive. And I started crying in the dream. And I was, when I woke up, I was in tears. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Most recently it happened with uh, my one grandpa. He died like last year or something, yeah. but I had a dream and okay. I guess this is kind of a coincidence. So I had a dream like a couple months ago um, where he came and he was talking to me and I couldn't remember the specifics of what he was saying, but it felt so fucking real. And he was specifically saying things that he needed me to tell my mom. And he, he's like stressing it that I needed to tell my mom these things. And then when I woke up, I was talking to my mom about it. It's like, oh, yeah, like I had this crazy dream. I didn't really think much of it at the time. But then she goes, that's fucking crazy. She doesn't say fucking because my mom doesn't curse. That was the day we were talking, I didn't realize it was his birthday. I didn't realize oh, it was wow. literally oh, wow. his birthday that I had the dream. And fucking weird. The night yeah. that morning, my it's mom was scary. like, my mom was like, I was in the car, like praying to him to please, like, send me a sign or something. Like, please talk to me and send me a sign. And then, like, on his birthday, and then you had the dream. And so it was just like a, a lineup of coincidences on that exact day. Well, so what would she say? She's like, that's crazy. Like, what she ends up. Well, no, I mean, she said, like, I, you know, that's the sign that I needed or something. I don't remember exactly, but she was praying deep fucking She was praying to, like, get a sign from him because, like, she needed to hear from him. And then I happened to have a dream where he was talking to me and, like, begging me to, like, relay this information to my mom. And then all of that happened on the same day that also happened to be his birthday. So it's a pretty crazy, yeah, like, set of coincidences. Makes um, you think of the afterlife. Dude, the only thing I got, it's like you guys have all these like deep fucking, well, Kenny has this like deep story, but the only thing I can really get that like it mind fucked me for a couple weeks was like I was talking to a bunch of buddies and I was like reminiscing about fucking an SNES game. I was like, dude, I used to play this fucking game where you were like a mummy and you'd like beat people up. It was like beat them up and there's like a fucking baby in a mech and all this cool shit. I was like, talking about how it's like the greatest game. And then like five days later, they announced a fucking HD remaster collection for it on um on consoles and shit it was called captain commando but i was like yeah it was this game captain commando where you're like a fucking mummy and a beat-em-up it's like nobody was thinking about this game it came out in, like 1992 and then they is just announced like, a Capcom? couple days he is oh. who is oh captain commando or whatever yeah, he's, a, one he's of the a character people. i only know him from marvel vs. capcom but captain i just Ford. i guess like i yes. wasn't thinking about it. it was just a little fucking trippy how like days later like they announced the hd collection i was like cool I'm fucking playing that. That seems like a but yeah, that's not uh, a crazy coincidence. Sometimes the simulation is just it it does have its cracks, and when it does, you just have to pretend like you don't know too much. Otherwise, it might kill you. That's how I feel about it. You just gotta turn your head the other way. Yeah, because like, I didn't press the issue when the guy. Here. I kept staring, and he kept looking at our table. Like the longer we sat there, the more <laughs> every time we saw him, he just kept looking at our this. table, and we obviously thought, "Dear God, this guy's gonna have us fucking murdered." Like he knows yeah, like, that we we know too it much, out, man. Yeah. So anyway, I like that in the Matrix world, in this verse, I should say, uh, you can literally 
download anything into your brain and you could also just like you could have any weapons you want so they go to this thing called the construct and this is white room is a completely white room that they're in and you get these cool ass clothes everyone in the side the matrix this is what i love zion you look like trash you're literally wearing scraps in the matrix world you're wearing like leather trench coats these nice ass shades and you get to just at a snap of a finger have two arsenals of weapons appear. Just yep. appear next to you, yeah. Yeah, they appear. You get to choose your guns, choice. Lots of guns. And you're like, well, I don't know how to use these guns. And these guns are too much for me. They're, they're too heavy. But then because it's the Matrix and you're aware of it, you can use your brain to tell you that, one, these guns aren't actually heavy and they just won't be. And two, you can also just learn how to perfectly use them as though you were like the best marksman that ever lived. Uh, there's a key point in the Matrix 1 where a helicopter needs to be flown by Trinity. Yeah. And she's talking to one of the guys in Zion who's on the, they have operators who kind of work on the outside and they can send you programs. So think of your brain as just like a hard drive and I can just drag and drop some shit into your brain so that that way you learn it. So she's like, Hey, I need to learn how to fly a helicopter. And the guy downloads the program, drops it into her brain. And now she only takes it only takes a couple of seconds too. She just kind of goes, uh, yep, and you she's get like good a really to go. dumb look like you're busting yeah. a nut, and the next thing you know, you can fly a <laughs> helicopter perfectly. It's actually awesome. I love that. Uh, Neo learns how to do Taekwondo and all these other martial arts, all kinds of shit. And he, yeah. he used to have a very, and this is why I said it's really relevant to life right now. He used to have a very boring ass desk job. And I think his boss at one point says, like, Do you want to just keep on working your shitty job? I think Morpheus and his boss say the exact same thing to him. Like in a very short amount of time, it's either Trinity or Morpheus, but somebody mentions that, like, do you want to keep living your shitty desk job? And then he goes to work the next day. Excuse me. He goes to work the next day and his boss basically repeats those exact words to him. And he's like, what the fuck? Mm. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, you can just like download how to do perfect martial arts. Like you will be the best MMA fighter of all time. Frazier, have you played uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day? I did. I didn't didn't play it from start to finish like that. I played it piecemeal, and then I watched a friend play it start to finish who was obsessed with the game because it was the only game he had. So if you remember, and for the people, at the end of Conker's Bad... All of Conker's Bad Fur Day, or a lot of it, is like movie references and things like that. the Matrix is one of them. The end of Conker's Bad Fur Day is like the Matrix, and they go in, like they do like the bank heist, and um, they... uh, they do like the whole bank scene where they're like flipping over the yes, pillars, the matrix dodge, and it's in awesome. motion. It's fucking awesome. And then afterwards, they go to the construct, and then like Conqueror is like picking out weapons and shit, and like to go fight Alien from Alien. Yes, that's um, the last boss. Fucking nonsense. And then, but yeah, and then he realizes when he was in the construct, he could have at spoilers. Uh, Conquer's Bad Friday is an amazing game. You guys should play it, even if it gets spoiled for you. But anyway, spoilers. His girlfriend dies, and then he realizes that when he was in the construct, he could have brought her back to life, and he forgot to. And then so like, (laughs) and then so like, he wins the day and everything like that. And then he's just like super depressed because he's like, "Fuck!" Like I could have brought her, and he's like asking, "Like, hey, hey, developers, like, put me back. Like, let me go. I got one more thing I need to ask for." And like, you know, they don't answer him. Um, Fucked up. So gonna bring her back. Yeah, no, the the Matrix was referenced a lot. And I remember Congress Bad Friday because we used to play the the multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. Oh man, everybody would play that so much. Yep, man. Everybody would fight over being one of the Matrix characters because they were broken. They could like dodge special ways, basically like slow down shit, uh, do all like the the whole Trinity, you know the iconic Trinity thing where she lifts up in the air real slow and then does the kick. Like that was yeah, basically yeah, there there. Was- I know there was a cheat. There was cheats to do a bunch of cra- like there was I forget I used to know all the cheats by well, heart. Yes, we had all the there cheats was- for sure. The there was one sheet where, yeah, if you had the katana, it would do like, and you chop somebody's head off, it would do it in slow motion. Yeah. 
do the different angles and shit. Yeah. Yeah, really good game. But I I do like that about the Matrix. That whole verse of just I don't have to learn this. I can just have this dropped into my brain because brains are essentially a hub of information. So they just use them like that. I wonder if that information carries over though when you're in Zion. Like I I wonder I don't think so because I think No, I don't think yeah. I think like being in the Matrix, it like simulates your body being able to do those things. Like it helps facilitate Cause like your brain, okay. So if you teach me how to, if you drop in how to fly a helicopter perfectly in the Matrix, that's in my brain though. And everything that happens with the mind happens in real life. They said that's that's. I don't yeah. mean like. I don't I mean, mean it's a good point. Jump? It's definitely a really good point. Because we never get a confirmation on can I do Taekwondo now? And I guess that would be a little broken though. Like that just sounds yeah, like, like I, I think it's like one of those things. It's like realistically based on like what they describe are the limitations of the Matrix. You probably should have that stuff, but I think it's like only like what do they call it? Your residual self image. I think it's like yeah, that's that, what he calls it. It's like almost like your avatar has all the shit. Yeah, like it's like I, I guess that also to, to not the break the story that just makes that yeah, it would not break the story almost. You know, what yeah. I mean? If I could go in and just have all this shit uploaded into my brain, I could become the most powerful human in Zion, and I could just take over Zion theoretically, right? Like I could just. Yeah. I could just make myself. I don't. I won't necessarily be the strongest, but I could all. I could be the smartest by far, right? Like I could just drag and drop everything in there about how to manipulate people, how to, like, just do anything I wanted with as far as the human brain works and mm. uh, ruin people that way. Climb the, to the top of society and just be a fucking, <laughs> I don't know, a king amongst men. I'm, try, I'm trying to think. Where were where were we at for the first movie? We were, um we were just talking about the construct and how they were downloading like programs into the oh well I guess it goes into the training session, right? So Morpheus has to train Neo and everybody's all hype about it. All the people in Zion are like, yo, Morpheus is oh, fighting yeah. Neo. And at first Morpheus is fighting Neo. Uh, at first, obviously, Morpheus is just leagues ahead of Neo in terms of fighting ability. And that's because, and I love the way they explain it, Neo believes that he can only move so fast, that he can only jump so fast, and that he can only like he's only so strong. He's and so Morpheus thinks looks he's at like him, it's real. He kind of thinks the Matrix is real. Yeah, he thinks point. he's like, you think that's air you're breathing right now? Yeah. And he he looks at him like, you think you think that that's air in your lungs? So once you start to realize, and and Neo gets back up, he gets into like this Bruce Lee fighting stance, and he starts doing like this little kind of thing with his feet that looks really cool. And then Morpheus gets into his stance as well. I I love it. Like I love the martial I arts. I love it. I love it. The martial arts is so cool to me. Um. But they start fighting again, and now Neo was starting to get a lot better. His stats are improving at an astronomical rate. In fact, I think one of the operators talks about it like, yo, this guy is actually just picking up on it way faster than anyone we've ever seen. But it's so funny. The, the fucking, so they have like a little monitor that they can watch the Matrix, and they don't really ever show it in any of the rest of the Matrix outside of that one little scene. Do you remember there's a scene when, so when Morpheus is fighting Neo? And there's like a little black and white monitor, and it and has it's what's like happening. five fucking frames a second of just them like fighting, and I yeah. always laugh and every time like, after. How the fuck can you tell what's going on in that monitor? Every time after that, it's just uh, the green, the green. Yeah, they the just black. look at the green screen, but they never really show that monitor ever yeah. again. But dude, that fight, that fight um, sequence is really cool, and there's some high jumps that uh, Morpheus does, and Neo's all like, "How the fuck can you do that?" He's like, "Listen, you still believe that you you can't do it, and that's the problem." But they next go to I think one of the most famous parts of the Matrix as well, which is the jump. And there's all this all talk right. about the jump and how no one makes it on their first try, but then Neo's supposed to be the one. He's supposed to be the Messiah, the Savior. He's supposed to be different. So of course, there's high expectations for him to actually jump. So you're jumping from one fucking 30 story building to another 30 story building 
And Morpheus looks at him and he just runs and jumps and lands on the other building perfectly unscathed and, and kind of light on his feet and everything. And then Neo's like, what the fuck? Now, mind you, again, Neo has just been awakened a couple days ago. So, like, in his mind, doing that is just suicidal. In any other world, at any other time, right, like, your mind tells you, doing this will literally just get me killed, no question. The gap between the buildings is way too large for any human to actually make. So it's like, how do you convince your mind that this is something that you can do, but he does attempt it and he gets a decent amount far, like but probably course, about halfway. Yeah. yeah. He gets farther than a human could actually get. And then he just mm-hmm. falls to what would be his death. But when he hits the ground, the ground becomes like rubber. And yeah, it kind just of bounces up off the ground. And then he smacks into the pavement and he's yes. just like, and he starts bleeding. And then when he out comes out of the bit. matrix, he's bleeding in real life. He's like, I thought you said it wasn't real. And he's like, well, yeah. The mind convinces your body that it is real. And he's like, so if you die in the matrix, he's like, yeah, the mind can't, the body can't yeah. you know, exist without the mind. So and then at that moment there. though, yeah, at that moment, it's, it all kind of comes full circle and you're like, oh fuck. So if they like, wow, he's yeah. like, you realize like it's cool as fuck, like they're, but they're just programs. There's no way they can really get hurt. They're just, and then you realize at that point, it's like, oh shit. So if they die in the matrix, they're fucked. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's a consistent thing with these types of uh, anime slash movie slash shows yeah, it where is, right? Yeah, you log into something like in Sword Art Online, uh, everybody gets trapped inside that verse. They get trapped inside a video game, and if they die in Sword Art Online, you die in real life, which is really fucked. But that's just that's just the rules. Okay, so after that point. Uh, is the Oracle section, where it's like, now you have to meet this woman who knows everything. She knows the it. future in a way. Uh, she's a fortune teller of sorts. But you meet with her, and she will let you know if you're the one. So he goes there, he's in his lobby with all these orphan kids, and they're basically a bunch of little abras. They can all, like, bend spoons and shit. They're little psychics. <laughs> a bunch of little abras. <laughs> yeah, they're like brown kids with, like, spoons and shit, and they can, like, they can, like, bend the spoons with their mind. And so Neo is watching... All of the kids bending shit and lifting up Legos and just doing all kinds of psychic shit, right? Telekinesis goofy shit, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, how are you doing that? And he's like, well, I'm doing it with my mind. And Neo tries to do it. He's like, the problem is you're thinking too much about how to this, bend the spoon. How to bend the spoon, but you have to like be the spoon or some shit. I love the kid. There's like, the problem is not that the spoon is there. It just starts talking in riddles. It's like, yeah. shut up. You just teach you how to bend the spoon. Yeah, like, tell me how to fucking bend it. <laughs> bend it like Beckham. Get the fuck out. Uh, but yeah, after a while, the Oracle's like, I'll meet you. And I'm okay. So the Oracle scene is amazing. The first Oracle scene, oh, I love it. He walks in the kitchen. She's baking cookies. And he walks in. There's a little table right next to the entrance. And there's a vase on the table uh, full of flowers and she's like hey i knew you'd be here eventually or whatever and he's like yeah from what i understand like you know basically everything and she's like yeah and don't worry about the vase and he's like what vase and then as he says that he accidentally bumps into the table and then and he tries to catch the vase but it falls it shatters and he's like oh i'm so sorry she's like i told you don't worry about the vase yeah and like it's the whole she, thing she's I, cool man that's such a, it's such a weird scene because like it kind of doesn't fit into the matrix but like that's why like i love it so much like because you're used to seeing like them dodge bullets and do all that shit and it's the whole scene is just a conversation between like this young white guy and this old black woman and mm-hmm. it's it, she kind of has this like teacher this sort of teacher grandmother vibe going on no definitely and, uh, i think it does fit I in when you consider where the trilogy goes as a whole maybe in the first movie it's yeah. a little hard to tell but the whole yeah, yeah. matrix the whole point of it and I, I we'll agree, talk about actually. this later is that uh it's all about free will and determinism determinism being you don't have free will right everything is just 
written for you. We don't actually have choices. And that's like the whole point of the Matrix Reloaded, which we'll talk about soon. But she she basically says, like, I knew you were going to break that vase. And he's like, well, how is it my choice then? If you knew that I was going to do that, no matter what, then like, did I ever have a choice? And he, and he and she says, you're not asking the right question. You should mm. be asking me what like, was I going to break it no matter what? Or like something like that. She words it in a way is like, that's not like, basically you're thinking wrong. Like, where was I going to break it or not? It's not really the important part is like, why was I going to break it or something? Some abstract thought. Uh, it just gets you thinking about like, if I didn't, if you didn't say, don't worry about the vase. And I said, what vase and bumped into it at that moment, was I going to break it? If you didn't say that, right? Like, would it have happened mm. that way? Uh, and that's a question that we always have about stuff like that. Like, would this have happened if I did a different thing? Even though you told me you're going to do this, but am I doing it because you told me I'm going to? Like, is that going mm-hmm. to make it happen? Is that the reason why it happens is because you told me? So it's it's all about choices. And then the Matrix Reloaded gets really deep into that. But I like another thing that she says in that conversation with him. Um, so she says, you're not the one kiddo. I'm sorry. Maybe in another life. And when I was younger, I didn't catch it. But like, spoiler alert, for the end of the first Matrix movie, he gets murdered. He gets killed by Agent Smith in a train station. He actually dies. His heart stops and everything. And they have like the monitors to monitor his heart rate. The hallway, remember? Not that tr- they fight in the train station, but it's in that it's like a apartment building hallway. Okay, yeah, he gets shot up, right? Magnum or not Magnum? Desert yeah, because he does. Yeah, yeah. They, they fight in the train and he runs away. And in the yeah, hallway, yeah, there's like a chase scene. Yep, he gets gunned down and killed. And uh. Trinity's watching him die. Everyone's watching him die. They think that he's the one. So they're all really shocked. And that's like the end of the movie. So when the Oracle, when the Oracle tells him in the middle of the movie, I'm sorry, kiddo, but you're not the one maybe in another life. And that shit to me, I love stuff like that. Like I love when you watch the movie again and you hear her say that you're like, Oh shit, he dies and comes back. And he is the one when he, when he, I never, I never really thought of that. It was only something you realize on like the second or third watch, honestly. Like I didn't know I've it. Seen, I've seen it fucking a million times. I didn't even think about it until right now. You know. Yeah, she literally never, tells him maybe in a, maybe in the next life, right? Like that. That's crazy when you think about it, though, because in his next life, he is the one. So I think that that is really dope. That the version that she meets at the time, he's not capable of the things that the one is able to do. So just for a reference, Morpheus does say when he has the conversation with uh, Neo that the one is somebody who was around basically at the beginning of the matrix and they have the ability to change anything they want inside of it. So they can literally bend reality. So it's like if somebody in, in our world that we're living in right now, you listen to this podcast, it would be like if somebody in this world could just make cars lift up for no reason, they could fly, they could fucking bring people back to life. Cause that's one of his abilities too. Apparently you find out matrix reloaded. He can literally bring you back to life. He is a little overpowered at times. <laughs> he's, he's broken as fuck. Yeah. He fights okay. like 700 agents. agents he literally, so. literally does. And he's, he holds his own and everything. Um, I love, I talk about this often. So I like the first movie a lot. I think the first movie is overall probably the best movie, but then like for me, the second one really does it for me because I love like the dark Knight. I love just having the main character already be who they're supposed to be from the start. Yeah. Like something about like, so Batman yeah. begins is cool and all, but the dark Knight he's already been Batman for a while. Right. And so from the beginning of the movie, he's just broken as he, fuck. he settled in. He settled into that role as yeah. the shit, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's flying um, around. There's a part where the one guy's like, 
They're like, what's Neo doing? He's like, he's doing his thing. He's doing, he's the doing Superman. his Superman, Superman thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, bro. That shit gets me. That you just see him in the sky, like above yeah. the clouds, and he fucking he's so powerful and so fast and strong and, and fly and able to fly that when he darts through the clouds, there's like a vortex. Like a tornado. Gets, yeah, like a fucking yeah. tornado that gets created from his speed. It's actually insane. But I don't we'll we'll talk about that. The message loaded as a whole a little a little later. Yeah. Uh to back it up. So he meets the Oracle. She's like, maybe, maybe the next life. So it's all this disappointment, right? Like, oh, Morpheus, I'm sorry. He's going to be so disappointed. And then Morpheus ends up getting beat up and captured. They they get like ambushed by some agents. Morpheus gets beat up and captured because they're on their way out of the out of the Oracle's place. They kind of they're kind of like working their way back yeah. home or whatever. And then yeah, and she says uh, that uh she says that Morpheus is going to die because of you. Yeah. Um, and something like, are you going to let him die? Well, it was like, it was like, you'll have to choose between his life or your life. I think she says. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. Um, and that's basically kind of what ends up happening is that later on Morpheus does get to get out the matrix and Neo kind of stays behind. Uh, and he dies as a result, but it's, it's the perfect every it's it's so crazy. Morpheus's crazy prophecies and all that. They all end up basically coming true in a weird way. Um, everything he thought about Neo was right. Like Neo ends up being the one and all that stuff. But at the time, it's still like no one really believes this guy and everyone kind of looks at him like we trust you, but it's still that skepticism that humans are naturally going to have. Like you are telling me that somebody is out there that can go in the matrix and literally bend reality and they don't see it from Neo for a while. He doesn't live up to that hype, even though he is like really good at what he does. Uh, but he anyway, so yeah, Morpheus gets captured. And the reason why they even captured him is because the Sentinels, the robots that rule the real world, that are harvesting humans, they want to know where Zion is. And and Morpheus's brain, you know, the coordinates to get to Zion are in his brain. They they want to figure that out. So they're like, tell us where Zion is, give us the code. So they give them some kind of truth serum inside the matrix. And they have them all doped up and he's tied to this chair and agent Smith, the main one. So this is the main villain of the matrix that you all know. There's a couple other agents, but yeah, there's a couple agents, but Smith is kind of like the main boy. Smith is the main one. And when I was younger, because his fucking name is like Smith, obviously Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about that. A lot of people (laughs) call me Mr. Smith because he says Mr. Anderson. And then there's also Mr. Uh, Smith. Uh, So I was called Mr. Smith for a while. And there's actually a couple of Yu-Gi-Oh players from Philly who actually refer to me still to this day. As, like they see me like Mr. Smith. And, like it always makes me think of the Matrix because that's what it was yeah. used for in high school. But uh, yeah, Mr. Smith, at some point, he has a conversation with Morpheus and this is where it gets kind of real. So Mr. Smith is a program that is essentially meant to keep the order, right? Like the Sentinels, the AI created him to keep the order in the Matrix. And anytime something happens in the world that they don't like, the agents will show up and they basically kill you uh, because the Matrix is supposed to keep all the humans happy inside this world. You're not supposed to know about the outside world at all. So if they sense that like something is off, they will just randomly appear. Essentially is what happens. And Smith tells the other two agents to leave. He takes off his head. He has like this thing on his on his head, like a, almost like a Bluetooth headset. He takes it off and he has a conversation with Morpheus about how he fucking hates the Matrix. He actually despises the world. He says, I, I hate it, the He's stench like, I hate it. It's the smell. <laughs> he's like it smells awful i can smell the sweat on your body on your bald ass head right now he's like it draws me crazy it's repulsive so he yeah. talks about how he wants to be free from the matrix now this is like getting into the overall story of what this is all about because you have on one side the savior neo and then you have on the other side like i guess in a way this this antichrist like the Smith is basically representative of an antichrist. He's he wants the end of all things. Like he's just basically evil uh, for the sake of being evil. <laughs> he's just an opposing force to Neo. And he's like, I want to get out of here. 
I hate that they both want to be free from the Matrix. Like, he wants to be out of the Matrix, too. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to fucking be in here. But he also just wants to, like, destroy everything. Um, yeah. It's kind of part of his personality. And he says, like, I need to get free, and you guys are going to fucking help me. And so at the time of the first movie, you don't really understand exactly, like, this AI is telling you, I don't want to be here. I have a purpose to do, but I don't want to do it anymore. I hate it. And it doesn't mean much then because he still goes through with all his orders right like he's still fighting against everybody who comes into the matrix who is from zion he's doing everything that he's basically told to do by the ai the overarching ai which you find out to be like uh what is it called the source or whatever is like controlling everything but he's doing everything he's supposed to do in the first movie and it gets to a point where neo and trinity decide that they're going to rescue him from this militaristic building and they're like listen going in there is basically a death sentence right like that place has so many officers, so many troops, so many weapons, so much weaponry. There's no way you're going to be able to extract Morpheus out of that place. And they're mm-hmm. like, fuck that. We're not just going to let him sit in there and die. So this is my favorite part of the entire movie. They go in and they get onto like whatever floor and they come out and the music is amazing. It's like super epic, but they have this duffel bag. Like Trinity has this fucking big ass duffel bag <laughs> and they have on the long trench coats, the leather, they have multiple guns on it. So they get to the security checkpoint and the guy's like, he, he, he does a scan on them and obviously the metal detector goes off and Neo opens his coat and a guy's like, holy shit. Because Neo is from head to toe. <laughs> shit. Yeah. He's covered in guns. I'm talking about semi-automatic, all co- like no scope, crazy shotguns, I mean, everything. He's a fucking walking arsenal. Literally. So when he opens his coat up, the guy's like, holy shit. And then he immediately grabs two guns and the cool, he, everything that they do is extra. This is one of the, it's so campy. The, the Matrix is such a campy series. Yeah. But he grabs two guns like this, like from the opposite side, right? Like he could just grab them from the fucking sides they're on where his arms are already nope. at. But he grabs them from the opposite sides of his waist with his arms, like crosses his arms to grab them. And he shoots the guy's on the opposite ends too like it's just so dope he kills everybody he kills one guy through his newspaper the guy's like reading a newspaper and like shoots apart his newspaper yeah it's yeah. just so good but they have this long ass fight sequence where trinity and neo are literally 2v100 a whole floor of security guards and then reinforcements arrive and they still beat all of the reinforcements. And it's just really dope. There's a lot of flipping. There's a lot of that gravity defying stuff. Uh, Neo has a, a cool part where he runs up the side of a pillar and he kicks a guy and then he lands. And the way he lands, he like looks down at the guy. He looks all cool. He takes this like really dope stance, but it's just super campy. It's exactly what I like about anime and stuff like that. It, it, like up to that point, you see like they, like the fight with Neo and Morpheus, like they're doing backflips and all this kind of shit. But this this lobby like shootout scene, it's kind of like the culmination of all... Yes. Yeah, he's doing shit. All he magic. All, they do all the magic in one yes. scene. He so knows how to do cool it. To see all like all the shit he's learned over the course of his short, super short Matrix life. Yes, or then, Zion life. And then after they clear the floor, they like re- Neo and Trinity kind of reconvene in the very middle, and they grab the duffel bag and just walk to the elevator like nothing happened. Like literally, they look back. And you see all the dead bodies and all the people who are just gotten destroyed and beat up by them in the background. They just get on the elevator like it was just another day in the office. Yep, it's an amazing it's scene. It's very clean. It's fucking cool. Uh, you see the you, you know, see like even the though I, the rubble on the pillar fall off because yeah, like, like, like a quiet off. scene for a moment and it's like Dude, every single time I watch the movie falls. though, no matter how many times I watch the movie, I always think that the duffel bag has guns in it. Every single time, I always forget that there's a bomb in it. 
But like every single time I'm like, oh yeah, that's just got guns. And then like I don't know why I can't like fucking Yeah. It does it does look like it has uh, a bunch of more artillery. Yeah, I just keep thinking it's always like more guns and shit. But yeah, they get to the floor. They get to the not the floor, they get to the roof of this building. And I think that this is also I keep saying this, but that's because the Matrix actually set the standard for a lot of movies after it. Like it was groundbreaking in nineteen ninety nine. The Matrix. And so a lot of movies that came out, and even movies today, still reference it or like are inspired by it. But on the roof, they get to a part where they're fighting against an agent and there's a part where they have a gun and they're shooting it. Now, agents are not like these fucking shitty security guards. They can do a lot more. So Trinity or Neo, I, forget, I think it's Neo, start shooting. Yeah, agents, agents are not clone troopers. Like yes. they, Yeah, they're beast. Yeah, they can use the force. So Neo starts shooting at an agent. And the agent starts to do this really, you've never seen this before, but he starts doing this really crazy looking dodge technique where he's moving extremely fast and dodging bullets. And obviously that is one of the most replicated things and all things fantasy and fun ever since it came out. Uh, but then the agent pulls out his own gun and points it at Neo. And then he's like, Trinity, help me. Dude, I love it the way I, I laugh because I don't know if it's done for laughs or what, but he goes, Trinity. Help! Like the way he just said yeah, he's it. scared because it's a fucking gun being pointed uh, at him. He's like, bro, I can't dodge you, bullets. You're saying all things fantasy and fun. Like I think the thing that even more reference is the fucking like we've all done this in yes. our life way back, sort of dodging of the bullet. Like Dude. they created a uh, like a camera rig with like fucking like fifty cameras on it, whatever, however many cameras, and it recorded it from all the angles. Is that around what it is? Him. Yeah, it's like they created that. And so like oh, wow. the whole bullet time effect and all that, that's basically just what they mean by that is like, it's like a rig that went around Neo or Keanu Reeves. And it was like, let's say it's like 30 cameras and they record it and then they like sync it up to make it look like he's in slow-mo. Yeah, that's it's like it's, fucking that's wild, man. It's so fucking it's, cool. This is a, a side note, but we were just saying though, how like you mentioned a bunch of moments in the Matrix that are all like pretty iconic. I think... By far the most iconic moment in the Matrix is the dodging, the dodging yeah, of the yeah, bullet yeah. that's just like going back. One, number but one. It just brings me back to like something that frustrates me about um some of the culture of some like the movies in the box office, because you have something like that Avatar movie, which everybody's heard me shit on a thousand times yeah, with the blue rightfully people. So, rightfully but like so. That movie, as successful as it was and everything like that, it had zero cultural zero. impact. Like the cultural impact it had on the future of like media is non-existent. It, it had maybe, maybe impression. You maybe say 3D movies to no, but, some extent. No, but 3D movies were already but doing like, a thing yeah, before that and after that, and then they're they also kind of fizzled as well. Like they're not as big as. But anyway, something like The Matrix though has like an absurd amount of cultural presence. Where even yeah. now, 24 years later, or how many years you said it was is still heavily referenced, heavily known about, like, everybody still knows the Matrix Dodge. Like, that yep. is still just a fucking thing. that, And yeah. that'll be referenced 10 years from now, there's going to be an anime that comes Dodge. out, and they're going to do the Matrix Dodge in that anime. Like, bullet time is popular because of the fucking Matrix. Like, it's... Yeah. I mean, it, it created that fucking... Like, bullet time is, like, a thing to say now. Like, that's, like, a fucking phrase in the, in the, in like, cinema. Not even just cinema, but just in anything. Like, a fucking, if you slow down a thing, like, Max Payne. Like, if there's a time where you can see bullets flying around and shit, that, that bullet time. And that yeah. comes from the Matrix. Like, that's where which that started. Fucking crazy. Just, like, you could probably, there's probably a Wikipedia page. There it is. Wikipedia page called Bullet Time. There's not a Wikipedia page called fucking Blue Avatar People. There's no fucking page for that. 
All right. What's the tail sex? Do you know when they or hair sex when they link their hair together? No page for that. There's there's never going to be a page for that. No page for hair, hair sex. sex. Is it hair yeah. sex? A new thing that's all the people are talking about it. No, the Matrix is iconic. It it culminates all that. All of those scenes culminate into me and Fraser were just talking about this in a previous episode. I don't remember what episode it was, but how you were saying one of your favorite scenes is when Neo puts like his one arm behind his back. Oh and, yes. Because at the end of the movie, that that's what like this whole movie ends up culminating. Yeah. So after the roof thing, he ends up with a, in a one v one versus Agent Smith. That's like there's a bunch of shit that happens in between, but it's not important. He ends up in a one v one versus Smith finally in the train station, and at, you know they're going back and forth. He's doing a good job. He ends up getting his ass beat, and he ends up running essentially. And uh, like like Cheyenne pointed out earlier when he corrected me, is that he gets killed in this apartment building hallway. And when he gets back up, because Trinity tells him, listen, you can't die because the Oracle told me that I was going to fall in love with the one. And so you can't be dead because I love you. And I was like, oh, shit, I get what she means by that. Like, you can't. I actually am in love with you. And I was told that I'm going to fall in love, in love with the person who just died, though. Like, he, no, but I, but, for the, <laughs> but for the sake of like, I get what she means by that. It was actually kind of poetic, right? Like, yeah, you can't yeah. be dead. Like, I'm rejecting your death, even though he's flat at the time. His shit was flatlined. Okay, mm-hmm. his actual pulse, heartbeat, everything that shit, his vitals were flat lined. There's still a part of me that wants Morpheus to be like, well, you know, he could still be dead, right? Like, he could, he's just dead. <laughs> like, she's just like, you could fell in love with him, he died. It fucking happens all the yeah, time. It does. What do you want? Yeah. It literally does. <laughs> and then, then credits roll. That's just, <laughs> but, and this is something that comes up in the Matrix 4. We can talk about when we eventually get to the the newest Matrix movie that is an abomination, but oh, it's bad. as as I've rewatched bad. the first one, I realized because Kenny, have you seen the newest Matrix yet? No, no, I'm not. We're gonna go through. All right, yeah, I will not say anything. When you guys yeah, watch the, have you watched the Matrix Revolutions yet? No, no I've only seen so far. I've only it. seen one and two. Okay, and those are the only two I've seen even back in the day. I've never in my life seen Matrix Three. Okay, when are you guys watching the Matrix Three? Um, I don't know. I guess there's something we got to figure out. Random though, I still would like to get Animatrix in there. I don't know like where everybody's Matrix tolerance currently is, but like I would personally like at, maybe after the third movie, maybe we can do Animatrix. But it's up mm-hmm. to you guys. I mean, because I want. I mean, do... I figure we could do the the follow up of these. Like we could do part two of this episode within. Like I don't want to wait a fucking year. Like Me, we can do neither. it within the next. Week, yeah. two weeks, three weeks, like yeah, that's very what, soon. That's yeah. what I yeah. want to do. Because right now we don't even have a scheduled topic for like the next anyway. Right. So but I mean, I, I was still wondering if we could maybe get the Animatrix in there. May, may, uh, it, may, it's, it might be a no one Animatrix just because of timing. Like yeah. I don't know how much time we really have, and maybe the Animatrix can be like a separate thing that we yeah. talk about with other stuff. Uh, I got but as far as doing this, this because most people haven't seen Animatrix, so it's just like whereas people have definitely seen the Matrix trilogy hey, and then missing out. Right, and we we might be able to put them on that. But anyway, to get back on track, because I do want to watch. I I wouldn't mind watching the third one with you guys, because I actually the third one we can all sync it up. The third one gets a lot of shit, but I think it does too. I when I watch all of the movies, I'm like, okay, first of all, Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions are kind of just one long movie. That's how I look at it as well. They came out in the same year, I think. Yeah, like six months apart. I it's think, it's the Kill Bill thing. We just talked about this. Yeah, Kill pretty Bill. much. Yeah, like yeah. you don't watch Kill Bill and then not watch part two. I feel like so you don't. You really. That's kind of why I don't like how people shit on the third movie. It's like it's all one. It's thing. all one it's long, and even the and... way the second movie ends, it just goes like the yeah. third movie literally picks up off of where the second movie ends. Literally, like yeah. literally, the movie, 
the second movie definitely ends on like an Empire Strike Back type yes. thing. Like it ends with the good guys losing. It which, ends with the good guys losing. It ends with the bad guy on the gurney across from Neo. Yeah. yeah. Bane. Like you know that yeah, Bane slash Mr. Smith is literally a so you see light versus darkness, like and that's the end of the first movie or the end of the second movie. And the third movie picks up with them two on the gurney again. Like it's it's not even Kill Bill literally picks up right where it left off. So right. I just I just think that uh yeah, anyways, so like you said though, uh Cheyenne, he he gets killed in his hallway. She's like, You can't be dead because the Oracle told me I was gonna fall in love with the one and I love you. And then his heart just starts beating again. Um he it wakes grew up three times its size. <laughs> yes. His heart starts beating again. The agents who are walking out, they turn around and they're like, What the fuck? So they're staring at him getting up. And they all pull out their guns and start shooting at him. And this is also probably the most iconic thing from the Matrix. He puts his fucking hand out. Like, this is probably the, like, this is the one. He fucking puts his hand out and stops, like, I don't know, 30 bullets. And when he stops them, this is the cocky shit that I love. This is the, this is where it becomes anime as fuck. He stops all the bullets. Yes. He stops all the bullets. And then he turns his head sideways. And he looks at them like, Almost like, what are these little minuscule infinitesimal things that you're shooting at me? Like these things. Don't you know, I never, know. I never got that vibe. I always got the vibe that he was confused at his own powers. That's uh, the vibe. I mean, I always got. There was, really? there was, there like was something about when he woke up where he was just so in tune and so cocky about it. Like, oh wow, you're actually nothing. Like all of this is so nothing. So when he when he turns his head to the side, he grabs one bullet and he like examines the bullet. And then he just lets them all drop. And then they're like, no. And so the one agent tries to fight him. And then it's just like, yeah, you actually can't beat me at all. He turns to the side and starts blocking all of Agent Smith's blows literally without looking at the guy now. Like before he could even keep up with him. And now he's not even facing him, not even giving him the, his whole body. One uh, hand behind his back. One hand behind the back literally blocks every blow some trunks versus goku with the sword shit like literally oh man it is kind of like that it's disrespectful it's it's bla- it's overtly disrespectful and it is amazing i love there, there's, disrespect. there's a couple things so i i don't know if they really even meant anything at the time but there's a scene and um which i fucking love it when when the beginning of the matrix one where they put the thing in his stomach which yes. i i, I still to be honest i still don't really know what the fuck that means but I just go, oh, it's a matrix. It's cool. But I think it's just supposed to somehow make it so they can find his, his body in the field of yeah. batteries or something um, before anybody else can. So when they, when they show that scene in the interrogation room, it shows a bunch of little fucking TVs and shit. Yeah. And you don't realize at the time, which I, it probably didn't mean anything at the time. But then later you realize that's part of the architect's room. Yes. Which is another character. And then, so in the hallway, and another thing, when he stops the bullets, um, you see his perspective and he sees the code on everything. It's like, he sees the agents, the code, every, so he like, basically, it's almost like an x-ray vision on, yeah. almost sort of thing. And so like that, you don't see that up into the matrix up until that point. And then you see that a fuckload in the second movie where every, you can see the code on everything. And that's kind of like a, a thing that, they introduced in those movies that maybe they didn't necessarily mean as much as they would as they did in the second movie. Yeah, you know I like I, mean? I like those little stylistic choices that they made with the the green on black. Oh, dude, the green tint to this day, I fucking get chills Wait, over the like, green tint. Something's happening where like there's feedback from your air conditioner or something. Okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't hear it. Yeah. But um, like yeah, to this day, man, I, is it better by the way? 
Um, I'll yeah, keep keep talking. I'll let you know. Like I still to this day, I still get chills over like green tint. Like the entire all three Matrix movies. Well, I guess maybe the fourth one. I don't. I only saw it once. But they just saw it once. I only saw it once. I'll watch it one more time. But uh, (laughs) I love I love the green tint. I love the green tint, man. I feel like a kid on Christmas when I see green. T- green yeah, t- no, it's 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 to the point where you know when you see that back. So we have a background right now for people who are watching the video version of this podcast, um, and it's just the Matrix background that you are accustomed to seeing, right? It's the green numbers, the binary, the code on a black backdrop, and when you see that, it's so ingrained in us how iconic the Matrix is that seeing that anywhere makes you think mm-hmm. of matrix right like mm-hmm. if you see green on black anywhere your mind will naturally think oh matrix Obviously. like zion i think almost has like a like a hospital light sort of blue tint like they don't really have that tint when they're outside of the matrix it's only when they're in the matrix fucking yeah. around and stuff that everything has this green sort of filter yeah cool fucking thing but yeah the first movie just kind of ends with uh neo becoming the one he beats agent smith he makes him explode the other two ages run away literally and then he gets out of the matrix and that's kind of like where it ends uh i don't really know if there's anything else in the first one besides that he makes a phone call to someone that he's gonna read them from the so now just like morpheus goes around freeing people in the matrix neo is now part of that squad that frees people and he has a phone call i think at the end and then he flies off that's like the big takeaway at the end is that neo literally takes fucking flight at the end of the first movie and that that was wild to see like even even to this day i think that that's just kind of fuckery like you see it a lot in the second movie but i think at the very end of the first movie i don't really think they thought about that i think it was supposed to be like a cool little before the credits thing you know what i mean like oh look he flew I don't agree. I, really? I, do you, I, what do you mean you don't? I don't know what you well, mean, I, actually. I Try to like, articulate your thought better. Okay, so... You, so like, you when think they're just joking? Like, he can't really fly, <laughs> but we're going to put it in the movie. Kind of. Like, I, I always just interpret that. But, like, that flying like is not that. far-fetched, considering the jump. Well, I mean, I always thought it was really far-fetched until, like, the second movie. I was like, what? Flying? And then, I don't... I just always interpret it as, like... So... Here's like a, a little. Here's my counter argument, I guess, to what you're saying, because I understand what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong, I actually yeah, I understand. Like I thought it was like a little bonus for people, but right. not. I understand much. what you're saying, but here's yeah. why I think that it was 100 intentional and meant to be like this. So Morpheus can do the jump. Morpheus can do the jump easily, zero difficulty without thinking about it. He could just jump from a skyscraper to another skyscraper, low difficulty, right? Neo was supposed to be a thousand times better, more powerful, more ridiculous than Morpheus, and it, it shouldn't even be close. And obviously to me, the next logical thing for to show like this guy is not he's Jesus Christ is essentially what they akin him to, right? He died, I mean, he rose again. Like they literally say the one has like essentially full control of the code. He, yes. They they say he can do whatever the he fuck can do whatever he, he wants. wants. He so him being able to fly life, is like, like yeah. not not far fetched. This we also watched the guy get gunned down and come back to life. Like at, at the point that he flies, it's just kind of it's and cool maybe, as shit. But it's also a, like, there are a lot of good points. I don't know yeah. why I always thought it was like, um, I guess whenever I'd you see it, it was though, too I over the top, had, maybe not, not so much that I just thought it was like almost like a little bonus, not even to call it an Easter egg. Cause that sounds so fucking weird, but it's like, Oh, there's Neo. Cool. He did like a cool thing. Oh, and no. then that was when it. I, when you I was know? a kid, like, you never think about the second movie even existing at that point. Cause like it was before the second movie yeah. came out. Even so as I was a always kid, like, though. Oh, it's like a bonus thing. Even right. as a kid, I thought that, holy shit, Neo can fly now. Like, my friend, my fr- because I'm such a nerd and I grew up with other nerds, of course, me and my friends, we rewatched The Matrix so much as a child. And, like, oh, man. we also just talked about 
all the cool things. Obviously, we try to do the dodge. We try to do stop the bullet thing. Not literally, but you know, you do what you mm. can. Because in Philly, there are bullets flying at you at random times. You know, <laughs> so you you, you know. imagine you just fucking put your hand out and then you just die. Yeah, like I was about to say, <laughs> what are you about to say here? Because uh. <laughs> I remember when and I was a kid, talk about you in the hood. They're like, fucking idiot thought he was Neo. Don't he know Neo's not black? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I was a kid, I used to play. Oh, although he was going to be, Will Smith was supposed to be Neo. I, me- I remember. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith was, uh, yeah, was the original like cast for Neo, but he turned down Matrix to do Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yeah. Oh my God. What a fucking drop. What a, <laughs> what a crazy what a punish. <laughs> what a crazy punish. <laughs> Yep, Will Smith. Will Smith was supposed to be Neo, but he turned down the Matrix to do Wild Wild West. It's weird. I can see him playing Neo. Like I actually can. I can see him with the glasses. Oh yeah, me too. I can actually see him playing it. But like now that Keanu Reeves has played it, I wouldn't want anyone else to be Neo. Yeah, yeah. But he'd do a great job. Like I I don't think I don't think Will Smith would be bad at all. Yeah. I, I think it'd be better, just straight up. I love Keanu Reeves. I think it'd just be infinitely better. And it could it could actually be. I will, you know, we'll never know, but like, yeah, yeah, um, what, yeah, but um, what were we saying? Uh, well, yeah, we were just talking about the ending, and like the ending of the first one is essentially him flying and showing. Yeah. That. Also, he does like reality warping stuff before he flies. He goes into this this stance that is really dope, like Superman, and the ground starts to wave. Like he's mm-hmm. he does the shit in like Times Square, by the way. So he's surrounded by people, and he's in Times Square basically, and he gets down into that pose, like when Superman goes to fly, and the ground starts to quake a little. Uh, and then he just lifts off, and then they kind of show him fly. It's like, whoa! Like, they, you hear him like, whoa! Like a roller coaster yeah, ride or yeah. some shit. Uh, and so, yeah, the second movie, Matrix Reloaded. So, this is where you could tell the budget has gotten a lot higher. I believe this movie is four years, four or five years after the first one. So, we're yeah, now in like, like, I think. The like first one was fucking successful. Now we got budget. Yes, that you could tell now the budget went up, shit. especially on the CG. Uh, CG budget is definitely there for the time. Obviously, when you look at it now, you could tell like the CG is so obvious, it's so blatant. But yeah, but at, but at the time, yeah, it was amazing. You know something that's crazy, and I mean, I only know this because Cheyenne brought it up. Yeah. The Oracle in the second movie. No, you know, actually, I was wrong. I was reading about it when we were talking. So oh, okay, well, fuck you, Cheyenne. She gets replaced in the third movie. In the third movie, oh, okay. crazy. Yeah, I thought it was the second movie, but right. yeah, the so Oracle. okay. Well then, well then, let me. Still tell the story, but but now add that Cheyenne's an idiot. Um, <laughs> Cheyenne tells us while we're watching the second movie, right? He's like, that's not the same girl from the first movie. That's her yeah, friend. Yeah. She actually, in the first movie, she died. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, they did a great job. Yeah, that's right. That I mean, looked, I thought that I'm like, really that looks just fucking like her. I yeah. thought that all the time until now. I guess now. it's because she, it was her, and Cheyenne's just an asshole. It was the third movie, yeah. See, I didn't realize that until I was reading it during this podcast. I was like, oh. I didn't want to just bring it up, but uh, yeah, no, I was definitely wrong. And it's crazy because she's in the second movie, right? But she died like September of 2001, which is like around 9-11. So they started making oh, this fucking movie. Shit. This movie. It's just wild that they started shooting The Matrix Reloaded. Like, so it took them so fucking long to make this movie, I think. Like, wow. uh, and uh, like Aaliyah was supposed to be Z, which was um Link's wife. She was supposed to be Z. And she died in August of 2001. So, like, they were working. I think she was casted and even. I think she even shot some of her scenes. Yeah, I think they even shot some of her scenes. But um, but I like that because of the verse that we're talking about, when they replace her in the third movie, it doesn't seem too jarring. It's like, it's like, oh, I can appear in many different forms. And I was like, yeah, that, that just that's exactly what I expect from something like this. Right. Like 
to hide myself because at the time she's being hunted down by Smith and as early as the second movie, right? Like Smith shows up on the playground and she mm-hmm. just closed. I mean, the serve dude just closed the door and the second he closes the door and they're safe. Smith takes a step into the playground. So it's like, I really love that. It didn't conflict too much with like, Oh, I, I had it in my head that the Oracle looks like this. And then when she looks like a different black old lady, you're not like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it is something that you notice if you're, unless you think, like, you know, all black people look alike. But if you're like, oh shit, this is a different lady. Well, in the second movie, when I thought she was replaced, I certainly thought, you know, you were like, you were like uh, I was like, that looks like the like, same fucking like person. People. Maybe they do all, you know, <laughs> maybe there is something to be shy at you, fuck. They gaslit the fuck out of you at that level. I was gaslit. I, did, I, did. I was um, super gaslit. But I mean, I gaslit myself. Like, I thought it was true. And then I, I just misremembered, I just misremembered all these years, you know? Yeah. And no, I just I, say, I know, this is, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go, you go ahead. Go I was ahead. going to say, because this is jumping around, but it was briefly talked about before. And my absolute favorite part of so far both of these movies is definitely just like the architect. Like when they go into that fucking, I just oh, been. Oh, my God. Oh, really? yeah, when, when Neo goes that. in there and he's talking to the fucking architect and really he's cool. like, he's like, you're the eighth Neo. And he explains that like. He explains that, like, all the things they went through to create the program and that, like, it was perfect, but because it was perfect, humans rejected it. So they had to make it, uh, like, fallible and all this other shit. And then, basically, they got it down to work as intended perfectly with, like, whatever flaws, like, 99%. But because it wasn't actually perfect to run, like, they eventually it would fail. And so they worked into the fail safe. They're like, okay, well, we'll just work it in that it'll get destroyed and then we'll just rebuild it. And you're the eighth person to do this. Like you are, you are the one, but you're not special. He's the sixth person. Sixth one. We've destroyed Zion six times. He's a, you're, you're to take 16 women and seven men, which is also just wild because you know what that means. You're you're to take 16 women and seven men, 24 people total, uh, could include, because it'll be including yourself and rebuild Zion. That's that's your mission. That's your like. That's actually what was intended for you. You're not like some special. Noah's Ark type shit. Yeah, yeah literally, I mean. literally that though. You're you're to impregnate the seven of you are to impregnate these these sixteen women, um, and then just start having children again and repopulate and then rebuild Zion and then we will do this process once it gets too far again. And we've done this six times and we've gotten very we're efficient. Gonna, we're at we're it. very efficient at yeah. it. <laughs> and then on the TVs. You see, like every possible response Neo could have to the situation. That's bullshit. Yeah, one he's like "fuck yeah. you," and he's like giving the middle finger, and yeah. like one like just like every possible. It's such a and fucking then what awesome they do moment. is they zoom into one possibility, and that's the one that we're watching. Yeah, very yeah. very cool artistic choice. Because my now that I'm older, because I'm watching it as I'm younger, you don't pick up on all that type of shit. Really, you don't care about it either. But when I'm older now, and I see how. They show all these different possibilities, like Kenny said, but then the one that we end up actually seeing, they kind of zoom in slowly to that TV, and then mm-hmm. that TV becomes the reality that we're in. So that's the choice that he made. Like he could have said that's bullshit or whatever, but instead he go or he could have said fuck you or gave him the middle finger, but he just says, but why? Like why are we? Why are you doing this? And it's, yeah, you know, yeah. I, think, I don't even think I thought about that. I I think I just thought it was like just a cool effect. Like I never really thought that 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 pretty much is what it is. Well, like, in my head, they could have zoomed on. into any yeah. of his emotions. Yeah, right? no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. But I just uh, it, that's, it's that's never the feeling to me actually. That's the feeling I got when I watched it. Yeah, but I think it's because I watched it when I was like so many times when I was younger. It was kind of ingrained in me that it was just kind of a cool design decision and oh, not so much them. The choice. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't really think about it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right though. I think that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's like I the mean, choice he makes. I'll say this, even if I'm wrong. The Matrix is one of those movies that has a lot of depth to it. 
Yeah. Like it, the Matrix, you could. I mean, I definitely could, don't think you're wrong because I got the same feeling. Yeah, I don't okay. think you're I feel like, wrong either. I feel like it is very intentional that 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 is what they're doing. I think I just are now watching. Yeah. This is the reality that you're watching. Yes, because they could. Yeah, they could zoom into any, and even at the end of it, right when he tells them that you better hope that me and you never meet again, right? Like that was one of his choices as well, and it's an emotional one because. What I noticed is that almost every one of his choices when the architect is talking to him about how they destroy Zion and how your love for Trinity is different than anything else that we've seen in the past, um, all this different stuff, right? Even in all of those choices, he always is kind of like the stoic Neo. So you could argue that like it, it's not really us seeing many things because it's always just going to be the stoic like, oh, calm answer. But then at the end of it, he gets a mo he gets kind of like aggressive towards the architect at the end mm -hmm. like the conversation starts he says through that door is this through this door is that you have to decide and then he's like you better pray that me and you never meet again and yep. i imagine that on that on those tv screens is like stoic neo again but this time he chose something more emotional to go with you know what i mean yeah 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 uh, and that's just that's just an, you know interpretation but i but what i was getting at is that i feel like when i google stuff about the matrix there are reddits about the layers and layers and layers and how much they think that the Wachowski brothers slash sisters planned this whole thing out and how crazy it can get. Like how many people think that, Oh, in the first movie, like, you know, the determination, the determinism is, is hinted at here and everything that happens in the third movie, like all the callbacks and stuff like that. What's crazy about the first movie is that like, you know, it has that determinism and free will thing. And then even at the end, there's like a philosophical argument as to what ended up happening. Cause like, you know, she says, she basically says there's two choices. Either you or Morpheus is going to die, right? The Oracle. Right. And it gets to the end and neither one of them die. Like they both survive. But Neo, as you said, Neo did die and yeah. come back to life. So it's like, did Neo beat her like prediction because they both lived? Or did he actually just continue to follow the plan because he right. did actually die at some point? So it's like, was there free will and that he broke the cycle or did he just actually follow the cycle? But it feels like he didn't because and also even though at the end they're both alive, he did die at some point during that process. Correct. And, and then also the maybe in another life, kiddo, that line, yeah, that line lives rent free in my head. Maybe in another life, kiddo, like that <laughs> shit is so <laughs> cool to it. me because it's like he does fucking die. And I didn't know that as a kid at all. You know, I didn't think about that line like, oh, shit, he fucking dies and he comes back as the one in the next life. Uh, so they have a conversation in the Matrix Reloaded very early on in a park. And you find that the Oracle is a program from the machine world. So she's helping the resistance to fight against the machines, but she's also literally part of the creation of the architect, the source and all that stuff. Like she's mm -hmm. part of it. And yet she's rebelling against it in a way. Uh, and he says, are there other programs like you? And she says, well, not like me because she is unique in a sense that she can see all of the probabilities that everyone on the planet is going to make. But it's not guaranteed that it's going to go the exact way that she believes, right? Like, just because she can essentially see the future, it's really just a bunch of math. And the probability that's the highest is what she predicts. That's essentially yeah. what she's doing. She's not actually predicting the future. It's not unchangeable is what I'm saying. So she gives him, like, listen, this is what's going to happen. This is what I think is happening. But you have the ability to change things, or do you? And that's the big question of the Matrix Reload is like, can you actually change? Because he's it, okay. The movie to go all the way back to the beginning of it. The movie starts off with Neo having a dream. I guess it will be considered a nightmare. Trinity right. is running from some agents. She jumps out of a building and it's really cool. She starts shooting at the agent. She turns, she twists her body in midair 
as she jumps out the building and pulls out her guns and she's shooting at these agents. Um, one of the agents jumps out the building after her and starts shooting downwards at it. So they're both falling. He's falling towards her, arms extended like Superman with a gun out. And she's falling backwards with two guns pointed at him shooting. He's dodging all of it, I guess. Not getting hit by anything. And as he's shooting, eventually one of the bullets pierces her abdomen and she falls to her death and dies. And he wakes up on the spot. And that's the that's the first scene of the movie is him having this dream, waking up. And then he goes, he leaves her sleeping where she is. So you realize they're really in love now because they're fucking sleeping together. They're having sex and all that type of stuff. Uh, but then it, at the end of the movie, when the the source, the architect tells him, like, listen, you're going to have to choose like Zion or or Trinity, basically. And he decides that he's not going to let her die. So he bursts out of that room and he literally brings like half the city with him yeah, it's like so, a rubble yeah like he is flying so like a this tsunami is, of shit this is what i him. love about the matrix it really does go all anime right like this is some this yeah, is yeah. some anime shit when you see him flying to her and it's he's flying faster than he ever has because there's a fucking tornado of cars and buildings and glass yeah. and, there's gotta be, he's gotta be covering some distance because he gets so fucking fast that you're like, God damn, how far away is she from where he was located? It's yeah. got to be like miles. Yes. And eventually everything outside of that, like he has like a couple cars trailing him in like the sort of sphere yeah. and some of them break off and hit a fucking skyscraper on the side and shit. What's and like, also just all blurred. Like it's like, God damn, he's moving fast, man. What's also cool is that earlier in the movie, he gets told an exact amount of space that he is from uh, Morpheus. He gets told he's 500 miles south from the city. Miles south yeah. yeah you're 500 miles due south to where morpheus and trinity are so you know that he can cover 500 miles in a pretty short amount of time because i assumed that that whole thing was happening in real time so like while link was talking i love that name by the way yeah. while link, link was talking to Nian was saying possible reference because link's girlfriend yeah. or wife her name is z, z. It was like it might be a reference to link and zelda i didn't know that i didn't pick up on that yeah, yeah. Cheyenne, we were watching it and cheyenne was like you know it's not confirmed but he was like, what What I think is like, maybe oh, it's a Zelda so cool. reference. Like his name's Link and then his wife's name is Z. That's yeah. so fucking cool. Where's my pussy? Oh, hey. <laughs> Dude, that scene made me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah, I love it. Bro. He walks in after what? being out for a while. Walks in the house like that. Like, where's my pussy? Oh, yeah. Man. That is a crazy way to enter your own home, though. Like, <laughs> he's ready, man. He's been yeah. on that. Uncle Link. Shit. Yeah. Man so needs his good. pussy, you know? He's, I mean, they yeah. say in Game of Thrones, like, the only thing that a man wants after a hard-fought battle is women yeah. and, and wine. Yeah, but I, I, I do think, I like that theory. I think it'd be cool if, like, their names are just a reference to Zelda. like Link I, think, I think it just is. Like, we're just going to declare it on this podcast right now. Well, one, thing, one thing I was saying was, like, um, the, the character Switch was originally supposed to be, like, sort of like a transgender character. Like, I think it would be, like, a woman or a man. I'm not really sure. And when they would go to the the Matrix, their residual self-image would be an opposite gender. Whenever, they're, they're, in, yeah, the Matrix, so like, in the Matrix 1, there's a character named Switch. Yeah, remember and, the girl Switch? In the original script, I she was supposed to be transgender. She gets so killed, like, right? Yeah. yeah when the traitor? The traitor, out, right? Yeah. Cypher, Cypher pulls her plug out of her head. Yeah, and I think that character was originally supposed to be, like, transgender to some extent. You can kind of tell. Or, like, um... They look yeah, very, she would, she would very completely changed. Which it makes me wonder because the creators, both the creators of the Matrix, are now transgender. Yes, they're like they used to be called the Wachowski brothers. Now I don't Wachowski think people sisters. call them Wachowski sisters, but they should because they're both. Yeah, sisters. 
I no. said both because I'm not. I didn't know which way they transitioned. I didn't know if it was two biological men who transitioned to women or two that, biological women who transitioned to men. I had no idea. That's why earlier in the podcast, uh, I just literally used both genders because I wasn't sure which way it went yeah. uh, as far as the transitions go. But yeah, I I uh, so yeah, this movie has a lot of cool stuff in it. The budget, the fighting. So in the first fight, Neo runs across a couple agents and he's like, "Oh, upgrades," and he starts fighting them. And first of all, he sensed them. That's the first thing. So, like, they're having a meeting, right? All these cool people, including Jada Pinkett Smith, they're all having this cool-ass meeting, and Morpheus got his cool burgundy-colored, maroon-colored trench coat and shit. And Neo's, like, he he does that thing. I don't honestly like Oren Ishii, where she sensed that uh, Beatrix was outside of the room, and she throws that dart, and she's like, go, go. Oh, right. Yeah. She, she, her, like, just like her spidey sense tingles so you see neo's spidey sense go off and he kind of just like feels something has entered the matrix i guess and you see him go to meet those agents the way he beats their ass in this opening is first of all he calls them upgrades and he just beats their ass anyway and they don't even come close to hitting him or damaging him in any kind of way uh but it's really cool and then he just kind of flies off because i think a couple more just show up or whatever he's like all right well i'm just not going to sit here and continuously fight you guys but uh but yeah, th- really, really dope stuff. And then after his conversation with the Oracle, where he he, it's all this existentialism, all this just free will talk and choice talk. Mister Smith shows up and he multiplies himself. He kind of imprints over people, and I don't really know what to make of that. Like he's just taking over the entire matrix. He's just every person that he comes across, he sticks his hand into him, and they become him. And uh, there's like, like he copies, he like copies himself. It's really me, weird. Me, me, <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> he, he fixes his tie. Smith I, every time I love every time he does, and then he pulls out and he goes, like he's always so shocked. Yeah, every like time it worked. He pulls his it did it again. Every you know when you download yeah, a torrent, every time, time you get a torrent and you go to play yeah. it and you see that it actually, the <laughs> oh, point you download, it actually, it actually worked. Yeah. Cool. Every I, fucking time, I got all the one piece. Oh, he's just, I just love it. It never gets old to me how shocked he gets. The guy who plays him, I don't know his name. So Hugo Weaving. I'm glad that you, I'm glad you know it because he's fucking amazing at that he's role. He's the man, dude. Like, he's the fucking man. He is Agent Smith through and through. He's so good at it. He's so believable. He's so robotic. Mr. Anderson. It's purpose that guides. Great. It's purpose that drives. It's purpose that, like, everything. I just love that yeah. whole speech. Oh, that scene, dude. That scene where, like, they start walking out and it's like Smith that they're Smith. And uh, I get chills every time man, when he's like, they just start circling him. And yeah. it's like, ah, uh, like we're going to take from you what you took from us. Purpose. Purpose. Yeah. Really Fucking good stuff. Great, dude. And then really that fight good. sequence right there. I used to watch the, that shit. The burly brawl. Yeah, I know, man. I watched that dude. shit so many times because at the time, again, this is ahead of its time as far as animation and CG and all that. Like this is, Everything about this fight is so, so ahead of O3. It's so kind good. Awesome, man. Really good. Oh, another really cool thing about Matrix 2 is uh, their, like, explanation for ghosts and vampires. Like, they are basically, like, glitched programs. Like, programs that are yeah, I love that. on a rye or, like, ha- didn't do what they were supposed angels, to do. And, yeah. Yeah, like, angels and ghosts. And then, like, they talk about it in a way, and then... They end up like the one guy. I don't remember his name, but I'm gonna just call him the collector because, like, all of his guys, he has like a collection of like Merovingian. programs. The like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. has like the, the the ghost twins. The and, ghost like, twins vampire. are so fire to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like cool as fuck. When the one of them I just got need, the, I need their the hairline. That, that's my that's my favorite scene. That 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 whole chase scene, that like car scene. That's my favorite action scene of anything ever. 
Really? More than like, yeah, anything. Matrix, John Wick, just anything. It's, that's my favorite action I scene. specifically love the part where the one gets separated from the other, and he's standing on the highway while the other one is driving up, like at really fast speed too. So like he would kill any other person. And the yep. one, he kind of, he kind of turns into a ghost and lifts his body into a seating position. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then he becomes physical again and lands yeah. in the seat perfectly. Like, we are getting yeah. aggravated. Yes, yes we, we are. are. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that part, bro. They are really cool though. The way they just kind of like sink into the ground and try to go get the, mm-hmm. the key maker or whatever. Yeah. The Matrix has uh, another part, so Kenny brought up that, but I like something else in The Matrix 1, where they, they explain deja vu, because yeah, Neo yeah, yeah. sees a cat walk past, and then he sees the same exact thing happen again, the same exact way, and so he says, um, she's like, what's wrong? He's like, uh, deja vu, I guess I just saw a cat, and the girl goes, oh no, that means that something has entered The Matrix, something has changed. Like deja vu is not really deja yeah, they, vu. They it's immediately all go in. Well, hold on. What, what, what was it exactly the same cat? Like yeah, they, they get like, they lose their like, line over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like deja vu is explained as because we all experienced deja vu. I assume, right? You guys have experienced it before. Yeah. It's yeah. Fucking trippy. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 I'm just making sure because some people claim that they. So I know people really? claim they never have dreamed, and people have claimed they never had. Yeah. Deja I, vu I've heard people. I I don't know about deja vu. I've heard people say they never had a dream, which is fucking. I don't crazy. Just by the I, way, I I, I kind of just I don't know if I believe them or not. <laughs> I, just, said, just wild. I just don't believe you. Just, I just don't like. I not think some people. That's really fucking. I think too. some people like to tell lies to be cool. Like I think oh, like they're trying. They just say like, "Well, I've never had a dream. No dreams for me." And it's like it makes them unique and special. Like, look how unique <laughs> I am. I didn't have any. I never had a dream. Yeah, not having a dream it. does honestly sound far fetched. It sounds like bullshit, right? It just because it's such a cornerstone of human life. Like it's just a cornerstone of our our existence. I just feel like I dream multiple times a month. Yeah, either they're lying or they're legitimately crazy, and they don't know that they had a dream. They were like, "That was an interesting day." Right. Like what a good day that was. Yeah, sometimes I, I I'll just, have can't. sometimes I'll have five dreams a night and it'll go on for like weeks. Like I will literally have like three to five dreams a night just for days on end. Like Yeah, I have multiple I've had multiple dreams. I've had a uh, dream I had a Seinfeld this. dream. I had a Seinfeld have, dream the other night. <laughs> I very easily have like continuation dreams. Like Me I'll too. have dreams that the next time I go to sleep, like it continue or like the dream continues. Like it's it's yep. fucking trippy. That's kind of hard for me. I don't really have that too much. I've had times where like I was having a dream and I wake up and I literally was like, I want to see what else. I want to see what happens next. Like I'm watching a movie and I'm already waking up and I go back to sleep and the dream continues. Yep. It's fuck- I've crazy. forced myself to go back into my dreamlike state uh, to continue my dream before. And I've also had the, the same thing happen where I try to do it and it doesn't work. And it's so upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Th- yeah. Like I've had it both ways. I've had it where I literally have continued the dream after waking up and realizing that I'm back in reality. And then I've had it where like I go back into a completely different dream. And when I wake up, I'm like, that wasn't the same one that I was having earlier. I used to, I can't do it anymore. I used to be able to lucid dream like on command. Like, so what, I is, used to, what is, I forgive my ignorance, but what is lucid dreaming? Is like, lucid, what is it? Lucid dreaming is that is when it's, you go to sleep, you're having a dream but you're fully conscious and you're aware that you're dreaming. You're aware that you're asleep. It's literally like being in the matrix. You can start controlling your dream and you do things like you're, you're dreaming. You become aware that you're dreaming and you're still asleep, but you become actively conscious and you start like controlling things in your dream and doing things. And you can like make things happen and just kind of do whatever you want. And then it's really hard. Like you can, because you're, you are your brain is conscious 
um you can start slipping out of it and start waking up mm. um i've definitely done then, this before i'm jealous of that like i don't I've been think in i've ever had that much control yeah and i've never had so, that much control when i was a teenager teenager to early 20s i was able to consistently do it like however i want it i would go in and i would like i would just have full control over my dreams and i could almost like on a consistent basis do it um as i got older i can't really do it as much anymore and it's a lot harder to do and i've it might happen like once a year now like it very rarely happens but uh late teens to early 20s i did it all the fucking time yeah that's actually really cool so i now i know what the word is for i've heard a lucid dream before i didn't know what it was but yeah i've definitely had lucid dreams i've had dreams where i'm in complete control of the dream but then like you said i start to slip out of the dream you start to slip out yeah like i've had dreams where uh i've had dreams where like as I'm dreaming, I, it starts to like to come together, and like I start to like gain, like it's like I gain feeling in my hands and shit, and I start to yeah. go, oh, I'm, I, I start to go, oh, I'm dreaming, and like mm. things are happening, I start trying to control it, and especially as I've gotten older, I like slip from the control a lot quicker, um, and then I just end up waking up, and it's like fuck, man, I was so close to doing whatever, um, but yeah, it's it's a really cool experience. Okay, so there was a <laughs> other key parts of The Matrix Reloaded where Bane, a character in this movie who's in Zion, so he's a Zionite, he, uh, he's in The Matrix at a point with some other companions of his, and they get overtaken by some agents. Mr. Smith comes out of nowhere, and Mr. Smith decides to do his imprint thing where he clones himself on top of Bane in The Matrix, right? So it's like, what the fuck? You just took over this guy's identity. And then the phone rings to take Bane and everybody else out of The Matrix, right? And Mr. Smith answers the call as though he's oh, Bane. Oh, man. And you, they don't really show you what happened at first. What happens at first, but you see like the little energy particles or whatever kind of spiraling right. into the phone. And, and Neo uh, wakes up, I think, right? Yeah, and, and like a bedroom. Yes, and Bane. Yeah, Neo wakes up like he could tell something. Again, he's sensing shit outside of the Matrix. So this is the first yeah. inkling that maybe his powers are working outside of the Matrix. I was, was going to say this too. I also think that this is somewhat confirmation. I don't know to what degree. But to some degree, the programs or whatever you download in the Matrix have to transfer to some degree because otherwise Smith wouldn't be able to transfer his body into that guy and leave the Matrix. Because, like, essentially, he is a program going into this other person's brain. Yeah. And he wouldn't be able to exit the Matrix in that way. Yeah, if that's true. If there wasn't some, like, connection between learning, downloading Taekwondo and, like, leaving and still knowing it. Like, maybe not perfectly, but, like, I feel, I do feel like there's got to be some string. Yeah, uh, there has to be a through line there. carries over. No, no, you put it that way. And, I, I mean, that's that's the that's what I thought initially is that uh, you, you kind of keep something from the shit that you download into your brain. Like, maybe you're not literally perfect at Taekwondo because your real body can't necessarily keep up with the movements that your brain has. But like you probably will learn it exponentially faster than somebody who's never put Taekwondo it perfectly in their head from the Matrix, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so Bane slash uh, Mr. Smith is now in Zion. Agent Smith. <laughs> yeah, he, he's literally in. He's literally in uh, in Zion, and that is that is scary because you start hearing stories about how some of the captains somehow ended up using an EMT like early or some shit or EM, not EMT EMP EMP. They use an EMP early and they end up getting slaughtered by Sentinels because something went wrong. They thought it was a glitch. Right. But come to find out, it's actually just Agent Smith in the body of Bane doing all kinds of nefarious like Sabotaging things. and shit. At one point, he was going to kill Neo. 
in Zion. Like he was mm-hmm. walking up behind him with a knife. He sliced his own hand open to see like how it feels and how it works. And then he walks up aggressively behind Neo as Neo's, you know, just going, going home, I guess. And he's something about to kill I love, him. Something I love so much about that is because it's not Matrix related whatsoever. And it feels like horror. Like it almost yeah, changes it genre does. a little bit, which I love that though, because it's like, it, it, it feels more like, like horror type shit. Definitely it's horror like, slash suspense. Like, There's definitely a lot like, of suspense. Dude, he's not even himself anymore. It's just it's just fucking Agent Smith at a human body. Like that's fucking horrifying. Like wow, that is, how is this even a thing? It's so scary. That is there. actually scary that a program, a computer program, yeah. is completely in control of your human body. It's some Last of Us shit, right? Like I don't that think is, people. Yeah, like I don't think people really appreciate that. Like a lot of people kind of shit talk the sequels. It's like, dude, there's so many cool concepts that they I think they brought up. Yeah, like and uh, I could and, even and see, and see how Matrix. that shit goes on in the third movie. Like it's really cool how that whole story goes. I could even see another Matrix uh, trilogy or series where there is a pandemic and that is what's happening. Is they're like, okay, so. The AI robots or whatever, they've decided that they want to live the human experience. They do not want to only exist in the Matrix or be sentinels on the outside. They are going to start taking over the brains of the humans that they've harvested and have been living lives. They're going to take over their brains and then become real people on the outside world. And Mm. you don't know as a Zionite when you're talking to Z, your wife, if she actually is now an AI that has taken over her. And she's pretending to still be Z. You still think she's Z. And then out of nowhere, she might kill Link or some shit. And it's like, oh, shit. That is actually not Z anymore. That is one of the AI. Like, can you see like a pandemic? Basically like The Last of Us, but instead of something organic, it's something inorganic. That would be, that would be a decent... I mean, all depending on how it gets executed. Of course. That could, that could be a really cool like a zombie concept where like it'd be a cool cross of zombie AI thing where basically it's like, cause you don't look like the infected are these AI programs. Yeah. Like you don't look, it's not all body horror. Like the last of us, you know, there's no bloaters. Yeah. Use like Bane looks like Bane. He just looks like himself. Uh, I do low key think that he looks like agent Smith though. It's weird. Like I look at his face and I'm like, is it me? Well, we'll see more in the future movie, but fucking he's, impression of agent smith is so fucking good man like he just yeah, sounds mimicking like, a, like it, he's yeah doing like a it's mimicry so of good agent smith it's just weird it's such a weird like mimic but like god damn does he do it really well i think um yeah yeah i like that little there's like a lot of subplots in this movie because you also have Morpheus fighting against this captain uh, dude. Uh, I forget John, maybe John Locke. No, that's that's a uh, that's a completely different thing. Oh no, no, <laughs> I know you're talking about. It's something Locke. It's like um... <clears throat> he's he's the commander though. C- commander. Wait, no, Locke. no, commander his name Locke. is John Locke. Locke. His name is John Locke. Is it actually Kenny? Yeah, yeah, because I remember. Yeah, because when we were watching it, his name's John Locke, and I re- I know it is because when we were watching it, I go, oh my god, his name's John Locke. And then I told a side story. Uh, Jason Locke. Somebody's name's John Locke. I could have. Anyway. So John Locke is from the really popular series. Uh, what Lost, is it? Lost. Right? So is Link. Yeah. Link is from that, right? Yeah. The actor, the actor that plays Link is in Lost as well. Uh, he's, he's, he's always like, my son. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I guess side note. I knew a guy whose last name was Locke and I went to school with him and he got in a fight with somebody one time and he grabbed the back of their head and smacked it against the brick wall of the school outside. Oh my and God. I will never ever in my life forget it. Like he smacked, like grabbed the back of someone's yeah. head. Oh my God. 
full on sm- like threw their head into a brick I'm having wall an actual physical school. reaction so. to that like my butt like my you know how when you go on a roller coaster and you kind of go down yeah yeah that's uh, the uh, feeling well, then, I got Jason Locke no you're right his name wasn't John Locke his name was anyway that wasn't his name in real life I don't want to get arrested or sued but or really really quick really quick <laughs> since you, I've been trying to tell a story since the end of the first movie oh yeah go ahead. Right. so it's really quick I remember I used to play Matrix in my backyard with my friend Jamar right He's I'd be Neo. Yeah, he was black. I'd be Neo and he would play Trinity and he'd be like, come on, Neo. Like, we have to go on adventures, Neo. I was like, all so right. Also gay. All right, Trinity. Whoa, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying he really <laughs> liked to play Trinity. He was very mysterious in that way, but it'd be like, like it would, uh, and I There's swear, no mystery here. just full on girl voice. Just and he would play on, Trinity, like when he would play Trinity, and I'm like, I, I, there's no way on this fucking planet he's not gay. There's no way he's. You literally just said gay. you're not saying okay. that. Well, no, I'm saying it. Fuck it. But, <laughs> but I think I think that like back then you don't know about any of this shit. You know what I mean? We we're like eight or nine or something. We we're like you guys ever old. like reenact any but, Trinity Neo scenes? Yeah, I was about to say. Guys, no, guys, well, this was before the cave love. Have, but if if it was later, we would you guys we have probably would have reacted. We would have reenacted Cave Love, but it was before Cave Love came out. This was like in the 90s. So it was like or like 2000 or something. But I remember every fucking time it'd be like, but it was like, it was fine because we were just playing the majors. Like, come on, Neo. Like, <laughs> don't you believe me? This fucking voice like, it'd be like is that sort of outrageous. And that was, that was basically what the voice was happening there. That's, that's, awesome. just a little, that's just a little gift for you guys. Me and my friend Jamar uh-huh. playing in the awesome. backyard. This little little something for the sh- for, I almost said for the stream for the podcast for the boys. You guys take that for the boys. All right, all right. Anyway, back to where we were. I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah, no, 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 no piggy. Uh, so yeah, this this movie has a lot of action though. So there's the opening sequence fight. There's the playground fight uh, with the hundred hundreds of Smiths. There's the the entire sequence with the Merovingian, and I actually like his character. Like Kenny said, he collects all these cool programs that might be antiquated and he keeps them anyway. He's, I love that character, man. I like I his really wife a lot too, though, because she said, oh, I want you awesome. to oh, I really me. like the wife. She's, well, first of all, she's fucking hot as shit. The <laughs> wife is, she like, she's like Kim Kardashian before Kim Kardashian, because this is when Kim K looked like a duck. It is, right? Yeah, this is, this is when Kim K looked like a fucking duck. And so she's like Kim K now, but in 2003. And she's like, yeah. I want you to kiss me like you kiss her. And then Trinity pulls out her gun, puts it at her head and says, why don't you kiss this instead? And so there's this whole thing going on where this AI program wants to know what it feels like for someone to love them. So they do a kiss and Neo basically just pecks her, right? He just gives her a quick peck. And she's like, all right, well, fuck, I'm not helping you guys. Good luck. And she starts walking away. And then Neo's like, wait, 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 I'll kiss you like I, you know, will kiss her. And so he really kisses her now, makes out with her right in front of Trinity. And Trinity is fucking raging internally. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, she says, I'm jealous now. I understand, like why you know you love him so much. Such She's, a thing is not meant to last. Such a such a thing is not meant to last, though. And then she walks away, and then decides to help them find the the keymaker. And that is really interesting because something similar happens in VV's Fluoride Eye Song. Uh, mm. Shine, you're probably going to watch the anime, maybe. I am. I am going to so watch I'm it. Not, sure. I'm not going to because it is all AI based. Uh, but there is something mm. very similar to the idea of AI wanting to have a human experience and how dangerous that can be for us but anyways yeah so she helps him and then she also knows that her husband is cheating and this is also cool because again these i don't really know if these are not real people right like they're they're all programs no, i'm pretty the sure they're all programs yeah. yeah they're all programs 
Uh, but she has emotions as though she is a real person. She believes that she's yeah, kind of Yeah, because like, he cheats on her. He um, he thinks like, everything he has, is like, cause and effect. Yeah, he has like the orgasm cake. Oh, and, like, yeah. I love Oh, the orgasm cake, dude. Yeah, I, love, like, I love me some gasm. He goes cake. in and she was like, you were kissing whatever. And he was like, no, I wasn't. He's like, lipstick. Where's he his lipstick? Yeah, yeah, she was like, Where's this? I, like, I didn't say she was kissing your lips. Kissing your face, my love. Yes. But, um, dude, I remember that there was some scenes, man, that that, D- <laughs> yeah, that DVD was paused a lot when she was moseying around. When she's walking around, the DVD, you know, the AB feature on the yeah, DVD oh, remote? AB repeat is amazing. AB repeat. That's what me and Kenny were talking about, the AB repeat. Uh, there was some AB repeat happening on that DVD. I'll tell you. Like, if you get my Matrix Reloaded DVDs and, like, look at it, it's probably, like, burned in and etched on that line. Like, you'd see with a laser, like, etched in the AB repeat. Oh, that's fucking great, yeah. though. Uh, that that whole sequence, though, so, like, Neo ends up fighting again a bunch of his cronies or whatever. And I think the only thing that you find out in this sequence is that, despite the fact that he zero diffs everybody, he does block a sword with his hand, and he starts to bleed. Yep. That was, like, the one thing that, that came out of like, that. Like you said earlier, it's like that, that Trunks Goku thing a little bit. He stopped the sword with his finger sort of deal. Yeah, he blocks a um, uh, actual swing of a sword with his hand, like on a sideways chop type deal. And yeah. when he does it, he you know he beats the guy. No no question, really easy, low difficulty. But then he literally bleeds. And the Revenge is like, see, he's just a man. And that, to me, told me that at a singular point during that blow, Neo doubted himself. Because we know... That he can do anything that he puts his mind to. That's how it works. Like that his power is as strong as his mind. Mm-hmm. So he can literally do anything. He's like a Green Lantern. Yes. Because I heard that the Green Lantern is actually one of the most powerful. Uh, yeah, DC the Green characters. Lantern is broken. Yeah, I heard that like in the comics, he has some crazy feats that are, you know, all DC characters basically in the Justice League have outrageous feats. Like literally yeah, outrageous. Like Wonder Woman beats Superman and stuff like that. There's all types of shit. Um but the Green Lantern I heard is one of the most ridiculous ones. So Neo, I, I assume the way I interpret it is that at one point his confidence faltered when he went to block that sword. He almost thought like this can cut me and it cut and so him. So it did. Yeah. So it did. But yeah, he beats them. And then he runs after uh, the Keymaker and Morpheus and, and they close the door. And this is something cool that I like about this too. Doors, the way they work is that the key can make it in a, a completely different place. So when you open a door in a matrix, depending on what key you use, depends on where it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he gets sent out into the so fucking see, like the adorable. Mountains. He chases the adorable Asian keymaker, yeah, like four foot tall keymaker, and he yeah. just kind of running around with a bunch of keys and shit. And the keymaker tells him that we're all meant to do exactly what we're meant to do. So when he gets gunned down later on, he's I like, "Listen, everything I did is exactly what was meant of me to do." And he's like, "Morpheus, you go through that door. It'll take you home. Neo, you you'll know the door. Take this key and." uh that's like, he's a handy boy. He has a key yeah. for every situation. He's, 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 and so and, uh, here's where you're wondering, like, what is that opening sequence of the movie, right? Like, what, where's that coming to this? And it's right here. It's where after everything is said and done, he's secured a key maker. He dies or whatever. Neo goes to see the architect. Oh, whoa, 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 what about the what about the highway? What about the, the highway? Gotta... You already talked about your fucking highway. You got your um, highway. No, no, the highway uh, scene was amazing good. though. But it's no, not like an action sequence. It's not really anything. I yeah, mean, there's has a cool... to talk about. I guess. Like Morpheus does have a cool part where he uses his sword to slice a car yeah, and then they, he shoots they the car. An agent on top of the uh, top of the trucks. The trucks ram each other. Yeah, I know what you mean. Though there isn't much like plot there. It's a lot of just kind yeah. of action stuff that's hard to talk about. Like that was way. the part where I was kind but, of in my phone, um, where I was like, okay, this is just pure action. What I've seen it a hundred times. What do you want from me? I could actually right. tell you exactly what happened, start to finish. Trinity drives the car 
like this without ever looking at the guy who's literally shooting at her. She never even looks yeah, over yeah, at him. Yeah, she just really drives. Does. She's just constantly driving at 10 and 2 like a fucking robot. And then at one point, he starts to ram her and she still never looks at him. She never acknowledges the fact that there is a human being in another car who's ramming her and shooting at her. It's like the most stoic the sentence, thing I've ever seen. The sentence, there's another human being ramming her is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Random though, which would you guys could pick your favorite action scenes from the first two movies? What would you pick? What well, my first, my oh, my favorite one from the first two movies is the one I told you about where they clear that floor where they walk in, the music oh, changes right, when they the walk in, and the guy's like, Holy shit! and yeah. then they just start shooting everybody. I love That's the a start, super famous song, it's so good. And then also the yeah. way it ends where they just kind of meet back in the middle, grab the briefcase or the, the big ass duffel bag, and then just walk to the elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a classic. What about yeah. you, Kenny? That's for me. It's probably, although I will admit, it's probably because of Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, but that's probably also my favorite it's because so I, I um, can't go wrong, you know. Yeah, I played Conquerors so much more than I played than I watched The Matrix, and so, but so even though that's a Matrix reference, I watched The Matrix and I go, "That's a Conquerors reference." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, dude, I still feel that way, even though I'm, I'm sure I saw The Matrix first. I still, whenever I see that scene, I always think of Conquerors Bad Fur Day. Yeah, like it just so. will not leave my mind. Like I love it. Close second for I me is definitely the brawl of a thousand Smiths. Ah, oh, so good. That is oh. so good to me. Also, I love every the movie. Think one, you'll for- every time you think of one though, you'll like forget one that you didn't remember. Like you'll be like, yeah. oh, but then there's this one. Like there's a lot. still a highway chase, but god damn, there's so many good fucking scenes. The highway chase is amazing. Do, do not get me wrong. I love the length of it though. I it love it's like very like long. Five minute scene, and that's like why I love it so much. Is because like you're really they built a fucking highway for that scene. They built a fucking highway. I don't, Wait, I'm not sure how long they built a fucking highway. It's crazy, right? Like they built. I didn't a know that. Fucking highway. I don't know how long it was though, but it, um, when I was in California last week, when I was in California last week, I actually was walking over a bridge, a bridge over a highway, and we looked down. There were a bunch of people with cameras out, and I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And then come to find out, there was a movie or a show or something being filmed, and the entire highway had no cars on it except a fake police car, but it looked like a real police car to me, but it was a fake police car, a fake regular car, of course, and somebody being pulled over, but it wasn't, none of it was real that we were watching. There was a whole camera crew and a rig and all this other stuff. And it it was really, I've never seen a movie set like that before in my life. And it was a fucking movie set. Really? It was was like, it was, it was a movie or a show being filmed. And somebody was being arrested. I couldn't really tell who it was. I didn't know the actor or anything like that. And we were also very far. Like, the distance that we were away was a decent amount. But, like, fully a film crew, fake officer, actors, everything. Like, direct, like, everything. It was really dope. So they they built a a mile and a half freeway for that scene. That's crazy. Uh, Fucking insane. A mile and a half? They built a mile and a half freeway. They definitely could have just used a highway somewhere. Like... It, I mean, it'd probably be hard though because they, there's fucking cars flipping over and shit. Every five seconds, there was like a car flipping over, and it's probably yeah. But it, it had to have been cheaper. The highway. It had to have been cheaper to like. But they were just rent, destroying rent it, a though. highway for a day than to build a fucking highway. They probably legally, they might not even even have been able to do it because it's like yo, see this highway? We're gonna fuck this up with cars. Yeah, like that. Like that. The highway gets like demolished. Yeah, I guess I wasn't really thinking about it that much. They're not really throwing cars around. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's like that's so dangerous. Like they're not Quentin Tarantino. They're not a lot of it. A lot of it's CGI. A lot of a lot of it's CGI (laughs) as well. But I can't help but feel like it would it would have been apparently there was like three hundred fucking cars that they used for that. 
Damn, insane. the budget must have been insane for the Matrix. That is so crazy. It was high, man. I think it, at the time, I think it was the highest um, budget rated R movie, I think. And it was the highest grossing rated R movie for a Wait, long time. Wait, the Matrix I think. is rated R? Yeah, you yeah, can see a nipple in the second one. I was saying like the Matrix 1. The Matrix the yeah. Yeah. Could be PG-13, the Matrix 1. I think Matrix 2, maybe that could be R. Nah. But Matrix, Matrix, Matrix 2 cannot be PG-13. Yeah, because there's, there's, some, there's some gore, too. But Matrix 1, I absolutely think could be PG-13. There's, like, nothing there that is really rated yeah. R. Yeah, the bloodiest scene in the entire Matrix 1 like, is when they absorb, when they absorb the fucking robot thing out of his belly. And it, like, the... No, I know. It would be Mouse. It would be Mouse when he got shot up. Remember, he kind of spits blood a little okay, bit. But that's, yeah. like, all it really is. There's not much. Yeah, yeah Matrix like, uh, 1 doesn't need to be rated R. But Matrix yeah. 2, they blatantly show, like, nipple and shit. And they say they use a lot of... I think oh, it is, except for Titanic. That's like one of at the that at that time. I definitely think it was okay. Because I'm not, not nowadays. Nipple. I don't know, but like that, I yeah, think it's cock and balls. Sure, I think it depends on how much nipple and how the nipple. Like what, for example, nipple and yeah, it's all you know. How people get free. man, yeah, yeah. yeah. free to nipple man. Like like on YouTube, you're like you can't put you can't put like um I don't know porn on YouTube, but if you're doing like like nude posing for like artistic drawing like you you, you can be Save a fully naked woman i can show my on, whole black ass on instagram tomorrow and i won't get my page taken down but the second i turn around they're like oh like oh, it's a dick. oh my god it's a dick take yeah. it down <sighs> but yeah on, on youtube though if it's for like if you're like artistic model posing for like, like a sketch class yeah. Like you can be fully naked on YouTube and like that's allowed. I saw a painting with a twist with a bunch of naked guys on my Instagram before, like on my feed. There's like a bunch of naked guys uh, walking around and like everyone's painting them, I guess, but they're like fully nude. And this account has like thousands of subscribers or thousands of followers or whatever and hasn't been taken down. I'm like, are you allowed to just like show these (laughs) nude ass men walking around with their asses out like this? But I guess so. I guess because there's no front, there's no full frontal. Yeah, there's like some weird gray areas that people. It's like also cursing. It's like you can't say like uh, you could maybe say like um fuck you, but you can't say I'm going to fuck you. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I, I also like, think in PG thirteen you can only, only use the word once. fuck once. Yeah, yeah if once you use fuck more than once, it can't be PG thirteen. Yeah, it's, which is just ridiculous. You can. Why does it even fucking matter if you're saying it once? What's the difference between one time and fucking five hundred times? It doesn't yeah. matter. And yeah. uh, things like shit. It's like I'm going to take a shit versus like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just, just it depends on the context. out of you. Yeah, censors and censorship. Are, that's why that whole there's a whole South Park episode about it, where like they try to say shit, like yeah. the the absolute amount of time. It's shit, shit is right? Is the word they're trying to say? Yeah, shit. They say it like a hundred plus times in that episode. For the whole point is to like there's fucking go against the censors. Yeah. yeah, there's a counter on screen, and I'm I remember at that time when that came out. It came out in like 2001. I remember my parents would order TV guide and I remember like reading about like the controversial nature of it on and the TV guide and like how it was like, this is crazy. This is disgusting. It's like, who gives a fuck? They said it 162 times. I said, shit. Oh my God. Fucking insane. Yeah. So uh, I guess the main takeaways from this movie are like, yeah, Neo can now bring people back to life. His powers work out of the matrix. The Sentinels actually make it not to Zion, but they make it close. And as they're about to work in their way, they're working their way there. Yeah. As the Sentinels are about to literally kill everyone that he's with on a Nebuchadnezzar or the hammer, uh, Neo puts his hand out and he's like, something's changed after he had this conversation with the the architect. He's like, something's changed. 
and he puts his hand out and at first you're like wait a second this isn't the matrix anymore bro like that shit doesn't work out here and literally he just straight up destroys all of the sentinels with his hands and then he passes out so it's like in this world it actually requires stamina to do that Um, yeah yeah and that's the kind of like i guess to bring it full circle yeah like he he mentally could do taekwondo he just probably physically can't yes yep because his body in real life isn't actually prepped to do all of the labor that goes into somebody who actually practices taekwondo on a regular and is a master right yeah it's like it's like some kind of like we were talking about earlier like can you learn taekwondo and then bring it into the world that's like yeah it's kind of like he it's something he could just do in the matrix but it's like he kind of he kind of is realizing that the matrix and zion are connected and he's yeah. kind of like ooh, and he feels like he just has the magic power or whatever the fuck you want to call it yeah and, it's uh, really dope i actually really like the ending of this movie i like that bane after they explain that somebody has probably sabotaged over commander's ships or over captain's ships like one sole survivor one sole survivor and they're like who and then they zoom over neo who's i love the music they use too yeah, like you said, horror. It actually gives it's like, it's like bah, 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 bah. yeah. I never thought about, about it at the time, but yeah, it's kind of like horror because he's just a human. He's there's no like there's no magic power, any matrix or no or no agent sort of shit. It's just it's one dude, and it's like he's fucking creepy, man. He's just yeah. a creepy fucking. He dude. does a good job it's of uh, in our world. Dope. And well, if we're all from Zion, but it's like he's in Zion, like it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. So, all right, we are going to continue this podcast with the next two Matrix movies, I guess. Yeah, maybe um, um, maybe this Sunday we can try watching them. Um, maybe this Sunday or next Sunday we can. Yeah, yeah, maybe next Sunday because this Sunday is the YCS, and I'm I feel like I'm gonna be. So yeah, maybe next Sunday we can all watch Matrix three and four. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Matrix four, but I know. You, from Ooh. everything I've heard, it is horrible. Ooh. I'm so glad me and Frazier are on the Ooh. same page with it. it Frazier is, is so fucking so bad. Right? I have it in my top five worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Ooh, I'm not damn. Kidding. I don't know if I'm it's going in, that far. It's in it's top fun. five. When I was watching it, first of all, it's way too long. So that's just, I think every time a movie's bad, Snow White and the Huntsman is also in my top five of worst movies ever. Every time a movie is extremely bad, the most egregious thing about it is that they're fucking long. Like, it's I wouldn't a mind a uh, movie that's an hour and 20 minutes and bad. The ones that are two hours and 40 minutes, be fucking for real. Be fucking for real. Right. <laughs> like, dude, it's, dude, when you, Frazier, so when the movie was over, when you saw Matrix 4, I saw it in theaters. I, I, I always wanted to I'm see I'm a huge Matrix fan, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. But like, when you were done, was there a part of you where, where like, yeah, it was, it was, it was okay? No, no. Cheyenne, now you're an, hour, an hour into I it so hard to like an it. hour into it i looked over at my friend and i said out loud in the movie theater i said this shit is fucking awful and he started laughing he started dying oh, laughing man. and then for the rest of the movie me and him just kept on being like yo this is so bad bro it's really bad it's it's like overtly bad you know how some people exaggerate and like hyperbole everything up this movie yeah, is yeah. overtly bad, and you know I can't I'm a wait critic. to see it. I'm it's going to be my favorite. It's going to be my favorite one. I can't you know, wait to like see the, it. The post movie, like the post coital movie situation. When you, whenever you see a movie, you always want to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it was, it was okay." Like I, I tried so hard for you. I was like, "Yeah, not me." Yeah, that was, that was cool. And then like an the, hour next, in, the next day, I was like, "That was fucking terrible. an hour in Cheyenne." Like, I was like, "Dear God!" I mean, I, I was not liking it at all. Pretty much, there was pretty much nothing I liked in the movie. <laughs> nothing good about it it was fucking awful i can't wait to see it's so funny because like 
I can't wait really to see it because of how bad it is. Yeah. It's it's not really a spoiler, but it is so ridiculously meta that it's exhausting. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. so fucking meta. It's yeah, like that's dude, actually we a good way it. to describe it. It's like the, you're one hip, of the you're fucking meta movies. We get it. It's one of yeah, it's one of the most meta movies we I've get ever it. seen in my life. You got every type of character in here. We get it. Trans dude, representation, dude. gay representation. We get it. There's an Asian and a black guy. We, like, I, I get it. Like, well, that, I, was, I mean, it definitely it did. Did it do that? Absolutely, it did that. But we get it. it was, Everyone's like, represented. Everyone has representation. We understand. We got it. It was wild. It man. was it, so many things wrong with it, though. Solid. It was so bad. So yeah, we're gonna cover that. But uh, terrible too. we're gonna get out of here. So I'm gonna read right, off guys. everyone on our Patreon. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I hope you guys are still enjoying these episodes. Uh, also, if there are some nerd-like movies that you want us to watch and review, please let us know because we're kind of on a little kick right now with this. We're gonna do the Dark Knight. And like that whole, uh, we are. What's his name? Not James Cameron. Uh, Christopher Nolan. We're gonna do the Christopher Nolan Batman series because that's that's just like epic. That's some of the best. Still to me, some of the absolute best superhero movies I've ever seen. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit I'm gonna do. I also want if anybody wants to write in, I I want to know what do you think the strongest anime character Neo could be? This. Yeah. Mm. Oh God. Like Good where question. does Neo? Where does Neo go? Like who's the strongest Her that he soul? could be? Yeah, Hercule or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> stop. He goes higher than Hercule. Yeah, he can actually uh, fly and shit. Uh, bitch, maybe. <laughs> that's an interesting question, though. Yeah, right, right in. Answer Kenny's question. If you're if you've made it this far into the podcast, Kenny's question is: Who's the strongest anime character that you think Neo from the Matrix could actually be? It's a good question. Yeah, man. It's interesting. Quite. Uh, just on that same note, uh, my brother Jaden finally got to start Tears of the Kingdom the other day. And he's playing it in the start of the game that, you know, they call Ganon the Demon King. And when they call him the Demon King, Jaden says like, oh, like Muzan from Demon Slayer. And then I go, stop. He'd beat the shit out of Muzan. Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, strongest anime character you guys think Neo could beat. That'd be cool. That'd be really dope. All right. So I want to give a shout out to Connie, Austin, Leon. We got Rogan Tier 2 aren't bad. They just aren't great. Garrett Williams, Xavier Swift, Hylian, Dimitri Barnes, Meow. Dominique Roberts, Giovanni Avalos, Alex Flamer, Henri Reynolds, Dub K Dat One, Dan Vrabel, First to Home, Dalis Fernaris, Estada Kuma, Mitchell Niles, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Demetrius Safirdas, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, Roz Weiss, Nick Stango, Hansel, our two-time national champion. Ka Chan is a poorly written character. Sarah Maria, Sunny Top Cut Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa, Arale Melfi Slump, Chris Lynn, Wookie 159, Edison Club, Kyle Botelho, Brandon Moore, Sugal, Nick, Mr. Soltai, Nafa, Corey Fowler, Omar Ramos. Elijah Barfalt, and then True Hero, Tyler Tadeo, Majora X, Anthony, Matt Glennie, Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck, Crunch Rap, Duty Booty, Duty Booty, Adam Corey, Enraged Peacock, and hopefully I say this right, uh, Leo Bacani. Leo Bacani, thank you so much. You, Leo and Bacani, or Leo, not Leo and Bacani, Leo Bacani and Enraged Peacock, thank you guys for being our newest subscribers. So I talked to Leo recently on discord because leo told me and i was very confused in our conversation so forgive me leo was telling me that he recently uh did well at a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament where he used my exact deck from north carolina that i went undefeated with and it got him to like 12th place or something like that and i really didn't understand what he was saying at the time because i was multitasking but then i i looked at the top cut of that event on format library. And I saw your name there and I was like, Oh, this is my exact deck list. Then I was like, wait a second. There was a guy who messaged me today saying that he used my exact deck. 
to place high at a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. So I thought that was really cool. So thank you so much for subscribing. Also, because you're at the main character tier, you're allowed to challenge me once a month to a shadow game where we will play and it will be uploaded to YouTube. And you ask me on it for advice on the value turbo slash Blackwing matchup. So if you want, as I mentioned in Discord, I'm 100% down to play you and I'll kind of like give you pointers and tips post post game like we can review the replay and say what you could have done or what you should be doing win or lose it doesn't matter if you win or lose or whatever uh i'll, I'll actually give you some pointers following that shadow game so that's completely open to you if you want to do that uh but that is that is a benefit of the main character tier on our patreon and yeah also yeah enraged peacock i know you're in the discord now as well but yeah thank you guys so much for joining we're also going to be recording either this week or next week our patreon exclusive episode for the month of april no, of May. We're in May. Jesus. I'm an accountant, so we're always working a month behind in arrears. So and right now for accountants, we're closing the month of April. So my mind is like April, April, April. But we're in the month of May. So we're going to be recording a Patreon exclusive episode that is that will only be dropped on Patreon uh, for May. And we're not sure what the topic's going to be yet. So please use the podcast suggestions channel. That's what we use to kind of determine what we're going to do for our uh, exclusives. But use that and we will... Uh, yeah, we'll be recording an episode either this week or next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, look, be on the lookout for that. Thank you guys again. As I always say, it, it goes a long way. And do the things that make you happy, including enjoying one of the best movies of the 1900s, The Matrix. Uh, yeah, that's all I really got for you guys. I feel also, like... So, uh, me and Kenny, we're both playing Zelda. We're going through Tears of the Kingdom. So like yes, on are. Twitch, you could follow us. Majora plays games for me. And then Kenny and Anthony, Critical Hit Plus, And... Uh, yeah, man, just playing Tears of the Kingdom, having a really good fucking time with it. Amazing game. Were you about to say, Kenny? You are about to say something? I was just going to say, I think Neo could have been played by Owen Wilson. You know, like, wow. <laughs> wow. 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 My, my powers. Wow. <laughs> she whiz. Wow. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Peace. Look at the bullets. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>